We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. We we finished Tumpopo last night, and I hit the pen, and I was like, all right, I'm going to... My plan was you guys were going to go. Molly was already falling asleep upstairs, and I was going to come back down here and play video games. And it was like... And I, I almost blamed Tempopo for it, but every time I had a thought, that thought would stem into another thought, and then that thought would stem into two different thoughts. It was like... Oh, I should go downstairs. What happens if I don't go downstairs? What happens if I do go downstairs? Is it too warm downstairs? Maybe it's too cold downstairs. Are you hungry? No, you're not hungry enough. Although Tempopo made you pretty hungry. I don't think you should eat. Maybe you can make some noodles right now. It was like yeah. nonstop. And I was like, I just need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm way too, way too, way too high right now. Definitely blame Tempopo for that. It it messes with your thinking. It doesn't... It, it, it puts does. You, puts you in a weird state of mind where you don't know what to expect, even if you do know what to expect. Do you guys feel like when you watch stuff like that, that it makes you... Like, do you want to eat that thing you just saw? Yeah. Or are you just eating... I couldn't stop thinking about making noodles all day See, today. See, like, I knew that I couldn't make them as good. Yeah. That, that's what I was like. I knew I'd just disappoint myself. Like, I'm not Tempopo. <laughs> I'm not Tempopo. <laughs> I Damn. didn't get that. I wasn't a disciple of... I forget his name, but... Goro. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be real, though. We have Saigon Palace, and that stuff is pretty good. It's I've never pretty, gotten the ramen from Saigon Palace. Well, the pho. The it, pho, it, it's, okay. It's probably like the closest thing that we have. I mean, the yeah. ramen is pretty good, too. What are you saying about downtown. Star Ginger, man? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know. It's, yeah. What's Star Ginger? Dude, it's it's the pho place on, on campus, and when uh, Matt and I worked, like, on campus, we would go there, like, every Wednesday, because we would have, like, even as janitors you had to go to fucking convo and so after convo you had like an extra long lunch so we would just ru- we would beat all the kids over to the uh over to wherever whatever the fucking food hall was. it's not it's not the it wasn't the rot i don't know it was in montview yes i whatever the building was called and we would just star ginger was a pho place and the pho was objectively like not bad it just okay. wasn't like anything spectacular but it was like eight bucks and you got like a full bowl of food yeah, okay. so it was I mean, like it was a, a deal. It was doable. Yeah, yeah, like it was it was affordable pho. Yeah, everybody there was chill. When you yeah. needed to eat on campus, it was a it was a good. Especially option. where we live, I feel like um, it it was like Sodexo. Pho. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, it's it's the best that you could do with with the materials given. Yeah, right. It's but yeah, I didn't hate I mean, it. Yeah, I I I don't. I don't it wasn't Tampopo, it. though. You no, Tampopo made ramen no. look like it was the greatest food the ever crafted. Which, I mean, it does It does beg, beg the question, do you start craving the foods? It, it just depends on, I think, the storyline of the movie. I, th- I think, like, Tampopo is... And, you know, like, we're going to get into this later, too, but this movie, it goes on so many different tangents to where I'm not really focusing on the food. Whereas, like... Something like the menu, even though I'm not focusing on the food either, since it ends on that cheeseburger note, you're Mm. like, I kind of could go for a cheeseburger. I could really go for a cheeseburger right now. And I did. Yeah, like I get that. So, like, on that same note, I do also do that. 
Right. I'll eat the food. Yeah. It just it just depends. I guess because like the at that time, especially with the menu, you you just know any cheeseburger will hit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right? like I mean, dude. Like literally, whenever I said that, the first thing that came to my mind was like a cookout cheeseburger. Yeah. Right? It's like oh, it's yeah. it's not the best in the world, but it'll damn hit the spot. It, it would damn well. Hit it the will spot. absolutely and, hit the spot. And even in the menu, the meat is assumed to be poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's even with that. Um, you know, it's like, why would that look appetizing to you? Yeah, right? <laughs> right. But you still, you crave a cheeseburger. Damn. Every time that, like, clip shows up on my Twitter, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I would kill some cookout right now. Right. Oh, yeah. Just Please. certain movies. TMNT makes me want pizza, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Same whenever I watch the Goofy movie, I always want pizza. Whenever they bust yeah. out that pizza, oh. I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah, it looks so good. The closest I've ever gotten to that is, honestly, the Sam's Club pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That cheese is so thick, and it's like, perfect. That's exactly right. But I know it's not as good as the Goofy movie pizza actually is. So, a, a just pizza, living in a world of disappointment. A pizza place I haven't eaten at yet, and locally, which I'm kind of surprised, but... Um, mellow mushroom. Even like, like in like, general, you've never eaten. At mellow I, I've, I've been okay. multiple times, like across the states, but just not here. It's like, pretty good here. I've I have yeah, yet to have a bad here. experience here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pizza. Yeah, it's like definitely better than like your local Typical. chain. Yeah, like yeah, Domino's. Domino's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, for I, sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are making me hungry for pizza. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. What the hell? Well, speaking of TMNT. No Oscar nominations for the for Mutant Mayhem. No Best nothing. Animation nomination. No, nothing for Mario. Which, nothing praise for, God. <laughs> nothing for Migration. I don't. I don't think that was even sort of Wish. ever going to be in the running. Nothing Wish. for Wish. Yeah. But Elemental. What the yeah. fuck? Oh. That was a pity nomination. There's a that handful of pity nominations or or buy off nominations. Yep. Uh, Indiana Jones, we are looking uh-huh. specifically at you, and I can't tell if it's because someone paid you a butt ton of money or if you're just trying to panhandle John Williams. That's what I'm saying. It's John Williams. So, like, why are you giving him this nomination? Why? Like, this is the one of the worst things he's ever done. And not to mention, so, so I didn't see the new one. I, I, I intentionally am like, I'm not seeing it. Now I have to for this yeah. fucking Oscar party, but, like... You have to yeah. it's literally nominated for best score like, i know I, I, I would i would literally we will be the it. only three that have seen right. them too which is the funny part <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah i mean dude show the fuck up but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time if you don't make it if indie is the movie that's gonna be cut i would want that one to be cut over yeah. other movies indiana jones is if i have to cut matter. one i don't i would have to cut mission impossible i can't i would i would watch indiana jones before i watch mission impossible i i can get that yeah. it's, just, it's just a different vibe i honestly i arguably enjoyed both those movies probably equally maybe mission impossible a little bit more but can i be like, honest i this may sound bad but i i would want to cut the color purple like Man, I don't want to see that. That's pretty fucked. I know it's a musical. It's a musical. That's what's throw, it, they're doing the same thing with the, with Mean it Girls. Like, it's not marketed as a musical, so and then you look into it, it, it's like, oh, it's a musical, and yeah. it's like, okay, the color purple is like a great movie. So why would you turn it into that's this? Almost, it's yeah. a remake as well. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's like that. And that was my reason the only for not nomination really is for best supporting actress. I'm pretty sure.
Punisher. Yeah. That's a big one. And you're going against uh, Divine against... Joy Randolph from Holdovers. Oh, like, don't forget America Ferreira. And America Ferreira, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So she doesn't even stand a chance in this category, but that's the only thing this movie's nominated for. Yeah. And yeah. now I have to watch it, and I know that I won't think she's better than Divine Joy Randolph. Absolutely not. That's a, <laughs> that is a like phenomenal performance. Yeah. Phenomenal performance. Yeah, like, in, in my personal opinion, the only one in that whole supporting actress realm is Divine Joy Randolph. All, like, everyone else nominated really feels like they shouldn't be. Yeah, like... Jodie Foster's in there from Nyad. For Nyad. Yeah. I literally, Again, America yeah, Ferreira, Nyad. I literally never even heard of Nyad until, yeah. until the nominations dropped. I was like, what the fuck is the Nyad? Is oh, and then Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer okay. is also nominated. That's a good, she is good. Yeah. She is fantastic. And she's also, like, she's, she is a supporting character, but she's not in it she's, nearly... She's also Emily Blunt. Yeah. Like, she's also Emily fucking Yeah, like, Blunt. yeah, we get it. She she is a star. Right. She's done she's done a pl- plenty of fantastic movies. So yeah. this is not a surprise, but, like, yeah, America Ferrera, even, like, Barbie, like, like diehards are like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, how is America Ferrera and Ryan Gosling nominated? Yeah. Like, the, did you not watch Barbie? Because they were not the best they parts They were not of the best parts of, of Barbie like, in any way, shape, or form. Like, Greta Gerwig deserved to be nominated, and so did Margot Robbie. All, all I'm saying, I, I agree. I don't think that either should have won, but I do think that both should I agree, have been nominated. Yeah. They should have been up there. I mean, yeah, it's it's very arguably um, that so that they should have been in those positions. I don't know why they they gave it to the supporting roles. Do you guys like the 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 guy nominations? I mean, we Who have, who's who's nominated again? We have Sterling Brown from American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey, Oppenheimer, Ryan yes. Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, poor thing. I believe in Mark Ruffalo wholeheartedly. Robert Downey Jr. absolutely. Yeah, Robert De Niro sure. I mean, not like over Leo though, But like, like, this is best supporting. This is supporting. But yeah, Leo wasn't. Was Leo, Leo was not? Snubbed. Leo's not nominated. Leo was I know, but is Leo considered the lead in that movie? More yeah. than yeah. I mean, well, like, I, I feel like I Nero is like being a supporting is is still like borderline. But I, I guess not. According to the Academy, yeah, in this role, he's a supporting actor. But yeah, I De think Niro. that I'm talking about uh, Leo. Leo. Oh, is Leo. Leo's not up is, for. Is he a lead? I, yeah, right, I guess. I don't. I mean, he's maybe. technically the. The yeah, main, that's what I would the say. main guy, but yeah. but like Ryan Gosling is supporting, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not the lead guy. I guess. Like, if you had to pick one character that like has the most screen time in Killers of the Flower Moon, it's Leo. It is Leo. So, yeah. I, like, I would get that as the lead, and I I am genuinely definitely shocked that he didn't get a nomination for that. I'm not disappointed necessarily. Yeah. I don't think that his performance is bad or anything. I just think it's like it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I know that most of the time he's going to give a great performance. It is probably not going to be anything like groundbreaking. Like, I don't think yeah. his performance is groundbreaking, so I don't think it's... I, and his his performance only made Lily Gladstone's performance better. Yes. Right. Yes, holy God, and yes. she's the one that really deserves to win anything in this movie. Right. I think that his, his performance in that way serves a really good purpose, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's... I, I, I would agree with you. It's not like earth shattering. It's just, it does what it needs to do. Lily Gladstone is definitely propelled because of it. Yeah. I mean, it makes it a great performance, but maybe, De, I mean, arguably De Niro's is a little bit more layered. There's a lot more going on there. He's like, cause like De, uh, DiCaprio plays 
not a, like he plays a buffoon yeah right it's like like he plays a guy who wants to do the best but he's also kind of a dipshit and an asshole so yeah. it's like he makes a poor choices but he's guy. also a bad guy yeah yeah like he get did so here's the thing you have for best like for best lead this is who snubbed Leo, you know, you have Bradley Cooper from Maestro, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very interested to Man, see. I don't know if I'd say that, but anyway, there's probably someone else I'd rather get rid of. Rid of. And then you have Coleman Domingo for Rustin, which I, I saw that. one trailer for Rustin ever. I literally, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what. Well, that it's is. like a Netflix original movie, I think. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Cool. They have Paul Giamatti for the holdovers. Which yes. I'm like, of course. Love that. Of course. You have Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Yes. Absolutely. It, yeah. And then you have Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, which I need to see. It keeps popping up a lot, man. I, I'm very surprised yeah. because, and I'm I'm, this is I'm, a... I'm surprised because of your review of this movie. You were like, it's good. It's not like the best thing ever, but, no. you're, but you're like, it's good. So which is I, why I've seen I feel it like multiple I need to see it again. this Oscars. It makes me feel like it's just one of those movies I feel like, I feel like every year has them where it, it they're, I, I felt like last year, and people might hate me for this, but the the movie that just did not communicate to me was Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely weird when that kept happening. Like, I remember <laughs> I remember category. specifically tweeting like, "You gotta kill this all quiet on the Stop Western Front Street right that. now." But Jesus like, oh my god, yeah. I I feel like we might be having another moment like that where where American fiction kind of is coming through. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I haven't even seen it yet. You like? Would you want to watch it again? Are you just yeah, saying? Pro- oh, I sh- maybe was, I should watch it again. It was really like- funny. It was heartfelt. There was a a lot. It was clever. Um, so I I don't hate it. There, it's better than most movies I saw. Right. And which is a lot. I think Jeffrey Wright is really good, but that's he's, just because he's he is good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I just I don't like. This role didn't like wow me like Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, like right. like it it isn't or even Leo in yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. That's, That's what I really am feeling. It's, it's like Killers of the Flower Moon was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like it it was really that good, but so was Oppenheimer. But American Fiction is just a different type of movie, hmm. which is why I it's hard to even compare the. To acting, even with it's very true. Even with Paul Giamatti, it's like how do you compare Paul Giamatti to Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer? Like, right, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's not like they're competing for like two acting positions that are like, oh, these are the exact same. These are two drastically different performances. Right. Totally, and they both do a really good job. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I love having different categories or like very starkly different performances like this being nominated for the same yeah. category because if they're both genuinely great movies, then it doesn't to me. It doesn't really matter which wins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I'm okay. I, I I would like Killian to win just because I like I like Oppenheimer. I want yeah. that one to win the awards. Oh, you want Killian to win it? But at the same time, I I, I would argue that I would equally want Paul Giamatti to win because if he yeah. won, I would be like, yes. Yeah. I want same. that to win too. It's just it, it's such a different movie. So it's like I'm thinking about Oppenheimer when I'm thinking yeah. about Killian. I'm thinking about um. Obviously, the holdovers. One thing about Paul Giamatti, and both are great movies. I think I'm almost rooting for Paul Giamatti because he is the underdog. Like his movie didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, but <laughs> so it also was like a weird like blip on the radar where like the movie like kind of came out of nowhere, and then everybody's like, "Oh, you should see the holdovers. It's the best movie, like yeah. best Christmas movie you've ever seen." 
And I was like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Ball and still one of the best trailers. Like, I yeah. was hooked on that movie when I saw the trailer. It's true. Like, months before. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I need to watch It's up for yeah. film editing, too, and I feel like that, it's, like, in the bag. Like, the editing on that movie is so, 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 so good. But we still need to catch up, at least I need to catch up on Maestro, which is on my yeah, my docket for this weekend. It's on It's wanna, on redacted. I just want to take care of it. I think I might watch that one again just because of really? Carrie Mullen. I might watch oh, it tomorrow. because of the supporting, though. Yeah. Okay. Is she supporting? Is she considered supporting? She's, I think she's up for the... Oh, yeah, lead. My bad. Carrie Mulligan. She's up, she's up, she's she's up for the lead. lead. Yeah. Oh, man, she carries that movie, and uh, she's so good. Don't I forget about her. Annette Benning. Come on, guys. Oh. <laughs> from Nyad, you gotta give it up. It's like... You gotta the, give it up for Nyad. Those what two performances aren't even in the same ballpark. Like, they're <laughs> not even close. Like, what Carrie Mulligan gives, it's like, needs to be studied. And Annette Benning is just, like, playing a character that already exists. Like, toss Annette Benning out of there and throw in Margot Robbie, and this list yes, makes perfect sense. Makes, I, I agree. That's what I think, too. Like, Margot Robbie, like, changed the movies for a little bit. Yeah. And even, like, dressing up as a different Barbie to every award show. They're putting like, out a book about it. They're <laughs> putting out a book about it. Like, this is a moment in film history. And she deserves to be a part of the nominations, I believe. The only I will Not. admit, selfishly, I celebrated a little bit when her name didn't pop up because yeah. I was like, "All right, now this is a fair competition between Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone." I agree. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Now Lily Gladstone has a chance." Right, Lily Gladstone now is given like a this is a full on fifty fifty shot because I don't. There's no way they give this to Annette Benning. No way. There's no. I not and I don't want. I don't say this cruelly. I, there's no way they give it to Sandra Hewler. No. And I, I haven't seen Maestro yet, so I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I, and I don't think Carrie Mulligan is better than Lily Gladstone or Emma Stone. Yeah. But I'm glad she got nominated because she was really good. Yeah. But, like, Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone are in the best movies of the year. And they For are, sure. are, like, the leads. And they of are these the movies. reason, right? It's yeah, like, the reason, yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, I'm I'm so stoked. I mean, you know, obviously, best picture, just rolling into that. We got that pretty close. I we, were, like, we were, like, 90% yes, there. Yes, we were so close. The only two movies that we did not mention was Zone of Interest and American... Excuse me. Wow, that was really gross. Three movies, okay? Zone of Interest, Maestro, American Fiction. I feel uh, like Maestro maybe was brought up in conversation. We just didn't go with it. I think yeah. like, like in we, editing it a couple days ago, it was like we talked about it, and like I think Joe was like maybe Maestro, and I was like the hate will not allow that movie yeah. to make it, and yeah. here it is. We also took Bradley for granted. We also took for granted an animated movie spot. Yeah, Academy did not give didn't that care. this year. Did, did not, not feel did it. Did not give a fuck this year. That's fine. Um, well, yeah, I understand. Which is fine. Yeah, we got we got a lot of good movies. And honestly, I'm very pleased with the list. It's yeah. like for this year. I mean, remember when the when when whenever 2023 started off, and we were like, this year could potentially be devastating. Yeah, this could, it be, could bad. be terrible. And and I was honestly expecting no movies to roll out for almost the entire year, at least yeah. in the theater. And then and then when we would have the Oscars, I thought it was gonna be like bare bones, like just a couple movies here and there. Yeah. Um, which is kind of dramatic, but I didn't know what to expect. I literally didn't I didn't know. Like so anyway, yeah, um movies came back. There's some heavy in a, hitters in a big at, the, way. Yeah. at the end of the year that heavy just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, very cool stuff. But to that to that point that we robbed Ironclaw. How the fuck did Ironclaw oh, yeah, walk out of there without getting that. anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Efron. Zone of Interest, American Fiction, they they got to be pretty damn good because I mean Ironclaw. 
was pretty damn good. Honestly. I, I mean, especially, it just yeah. fits the bill for the Oscars, too. Like, yeah. Like, it's a fighter movie. I don't... Yeah. But maybe it's because, I honestly, A24 would have really came in hot this year with, with two nominations. Because I keep forgetting that they produce Zone of Interest. So... Yeah. Which I want to see. And Past that. Lives is on there too, right? Past li- that's a good, yeah. There you go. Then two of them. Because yeah. that that's an A24? That is A24. Nice. I keep forgetting that that was nominated for Best Picture. That's insane to me. I almost, <laughs> I almost like kind of wish Ironclaw was in that spot instead of Past Lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really think that. I get that. I, I would say just throw Zone of Interest off of this only because I haven't yeah. seen Zone of This movie had better be the best fucking movie That's I've ever I'm seen saying. in my life. That's what I'm saying. American Fiction and Zone of Interest better be pretty damn good just because like... Yeah, I don't know if y'all will think it's that good. But. For me to feel okay with it. I mean, this is the list. It's not going to yeah. change. But right. Like, I mean, I'm okay with this list. But well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Zone of Interest might be... Incredible. If we can even ever watch it. Yeah, if anyone listening to the show has access to this movie, or if you just... Oh my god, it's literally it's... coming to Charlottesville at Alamo this weekend. He's coming. The Zone of Interest will be there this weekend playing multiple times a day. Yes, okay. This weekend. <laughs> I'm seeing if it's like how long it's... Pl- okay, it's there for like a minute. Okay, okay dope. Good. Yeah. You said where? It looks going? like it's there for... Okay, not a, it's there for like a week. For where? Oh, shit. You said the Alamo? The Alamo in Charlottesville. Oh, my God. I would love yeah, to see it. I might go this weekend. Yeah, I... Like, y'all should. I might go, like, next Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Do you have off? Yeah. Okay, because on, like, Wednesday... It's playing on Wednesday, 11.45, 2.45, and 6 p.m. And on Thursday, it only plays at 12.45, and then it's gone. Ooh. So you just had those last two days. To yeah. Catch it. Okay. But so catch I, it, and you'll I, get it. Well, I'm gonna try to convince my brothers to come too, just because Ooh, they yeah. love the Alamo. Oh, and dude, I'm like, it's dude, such a it, good experience. this is gonna be my pitch. This movie's nominated for Best Picture. Oh yeah. It's the only place it's coming is to the Alamo. Yeah. And they'll be sold. And they may hate it. Who knows? Yeah, How could you, like, you might hate it, but be prepared to ball out at the Alamo, yeah, exactly. and you'll have We're a good time with the food. So. Oh, dude, guys, we're one week away from Argyle. Oh, God. I can't I wait for it to app, be done. Dude, with yeah. I cannot wait to not have to see that stupid fucking commercial. <laughs> <ever. laughs> I, I hate it. <laughs> it's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Whoever put that in a trailer should be shot dead in front of their children. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? What kind of lunatic? Yeah, someone someone brought that up on their most anticipated 2024 release. Who the fuck? And I was like, who the hell are, are you? Are you following 14-year-olds or yeah, some like, shit? That's, like, like, that's so fucking like, weird. I, I don't know, man. That movie looks... Every single time I see it, it looks worse. And it's funny because they haven't changed... Like, the... <laughs> haven't changed the commercial for it like yeah, once it's been the same trailer and it's bad every single time terrible i don't understand i really really don't get it's it it's just like a collage of different famous people and it's like how many people can we fit in this one trailer yup we have a minute <laughs> it's missing something we should remix an elvis song <laughs> yeah That'll do it. That'll and put do a it. cat in a space Oh, the CGI cat looks t- horrible. Like wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And that in that last like slow-mo shot of him getting launched in the trampoline and like swiping at the camera. Like 
every time I see it, it like my really blood, my blood boils. I'm like, why would you, ma- why would you make this, and why would you not stop showing me this? Yeah, right. Who is the director of that? Isn't it Matthew, Matthew Vaughn? It's the guy I think who did Kingsman. The excuse me, the Twisted Mind that brought us. Yeah, Kingsman. yeah, that's what it said. Every time I see that, I'm like, I'm like, have you have you seen the Kingsman? I don't right. know. I would say this is a what Twisted the Mind twisted movie. Twisted Mind. It's a twisted fucking Have you mind. seen the mind of Rick and Morty creator? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god. I, yeah. So, yeah. I would say we should find a time to go see the Zone of oh, yeah. Interest if it's coming for a week. And yeah, then, y'all should prob- see probably Saturday or Sunday, honestly. I'm down, because I am going to do Godzilla minus one, minus color on Friday night. Joey, what time do you work till on Friday? Seven or like eight. I'll be back. Come on. You'll be back at 8? Yeah. Movie starts at 8. Yeah. I, I think I should make that. I think Sweet. I, I don't know why I wouldn't. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Friday go. Night. I'll be late, but I'll be there. Like, at our regal, that movie isn't starting until like 8.30. So yeah, right. it'll be fine. Yeah. As long, as long as it has trailers and it's not like a Fathom event, then I'm fine. I don't think it's a Fathom event. And you've already seen the movie. Like, yeah, so right. Like, it's you like, would miss like that... Initial like, attack, yeah. yeah, and then I'd probably get there right, how long, right after long the attack. Movie? Isn't it like two, two forty? Hours. Two just, hours, just yeah, two flat. Hours. Really, okay. Right on the dot. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm honestly stoked. I can't wait to watch a black and white movie. Um, I love whenever modern movies do this. I wish that there was more black and white offerings, but it's okay. Like people just aren't interested in that, you know, in the. This is a movie that it really makes sense, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But, th- like, this is why I enjoy the first one so much. I, I think that the first one is the best one. I-, I don't know how that could ever be changed in my mind just because it's so dark. You're about to find out. And oh, my gross. God. It's in a bi- it's in the big fucking theater, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm literally the so only probably, person buying a like ticket middle, right now. Middle of the theater. Where do we need to sit for that, though? Because it's like, I feel like there's there's optimal seats. <laughs> I'm I'm going right here. Is that okay? Can we vote for how on, big is it on the bar? I mean, I mean, it's enormous. Oh, wait. Do you oh, want wait, on the bar? Wait. Yeah, like, like, like right in the, in the yeah, fr- like right there. Yeah, why not there? I mean, we can. Yeah, yeah, do no, that's that. Do that. Boom! Um, It'll be nice and loud. If, that's the one with the two middle. seats. Dude, yeah. The, the, I usually sit on the back of the front section when I sit in that theater. Yeah, when right. I'm by myself, at least. Yep. Yep. <gasps> that's that's where we watched Indiana Jones. Was in and one of it those was theaters. so loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's Let's the go. Secret theater. The clo- the closer you can get to the screen in the big theaters, it's it's nice. yeah, it's gonna be loud. Well, I just bought my ticket, so oh, yeah, there you go. I don't know. If, right. Is I don't know if Molly's going, but I'll buy her ticket if if uh if she An- does decide. Anna's down. So oh yep. sweet, then yeah, yep, more than likely Molly will go. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as we're there, I mean, as soon as we're off, like we'll we'll be able to go. So I'm working that night. I'll see what I can make happen. <laughs> but. Going to Godzilla, yeah. um, I was surprised that it did make the list. For I'm You su- were surprised it did make the list? It did, be, only because... I'm surprised it didn't make more. I was genuinely shocked when it did when they didn't call it for international. Well, yeah. that, that's what I was saying is I'm surprised it made it in this way. It made it on visual effects, visual which effects, I'm not saying yeah. it's not good I visual think effects. I, I, I was yeah. just like, oh, I thought it'd be up for international. I assumed visual effects just because it was like... It was a That's small team, is, yeah. like doing the whole thing. It looks great. They are now reporting the budget was ten million dollars. Like, wow. this movie's unbelievable. So I was like, this is a huge testament. Why would Japan not push this as their 
as their movie, which again, not to tell you a broken record, Perfect Days had better be the most fucking fantastic movie I've ever seen in my life if right. that's going to get the Oscar nomination for International and not Godzilla Minus One. Right, but, seriously. Man, do you only get one per country? I think it's something like that, because like Boy and the Heron isn't on there either. That's so bizarre. Which I'm, I'm surprised that that movie didn't make Best Picture. Which yeah, that that's just me. Maybe I like Boy in the Heron too much, but it's a good movie. The more it sits with you, like the better, the better. I still I really thought, want to see I it. Again. It was really ambitious mm-hmm. for 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 a Ghibli movie. I thought it yeah. was just kind of weird and out there and does not give you anything really. It just yeah. kind of drops you in and boom, bam, bap. The story's done. Like it doesn't. And then that's it. That's just all it is. It's like, didn't you grow as a person? You're like, what the hell just what? happened? <laughs> yeah, and then it's over. Now you know what it means to be human. I know what... I don't even know like half these people's name. What is going on saying. right now? Isn't that kind of like life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, maybe I just connected with it too much. But um, I'm thankful that it made animated feature. But yeah, once again, another movie that didn't didn't break a whole lot of categories open like i thought it was going to yeah and same thing for across the spider-verse it wasn't really popping up as nearly as much as what i thought i thought it might honestly get on best original score but i was i was like i don't know i feel like it's more like it's kind of like one of those scores that like for like mass appeal it's great but i don't know if it's like as far as like artistic achievement goes if it would be considered like a fantastic score yeah and i think there was other scores that were even better than that that should have been on there. Yeah, <clears throat> not Indiana Jones. Yeah, not Indiana Jones. <laughs> Nothing against John Williams. I mean, the theme is, is iconic. Yeah, but it's, it's like, great, but, but that's what's it's, weird. It's, it's an iconic theme. Why yeah. the fuck are you giving an award to something that has already, like, been right. there? This is a 40-year-old yeah. song you just gave an Oscar to. That's crazy. Gonna be real? That's another category. Original score? Totally okay if it goes for Poor Things or Oppenheimer. Both of those scores are incredible. Poor Things is not something I would necessarily listen to, but it is incredible is what Killers they did. Is Killers of the Flower Moon on there? Yeah, which yeah. I don't really remember any themes from that movie. That's why I was kind of confused. No, I thought it... Yeah, I don't know. Because it, it, it's not a movie... Like, you know, we just watched There Will Be Blood. Yeah. It's hard to avoid the soundtrack in that movie. Yeah. I would argue the same thing for Poor Things. Can't really watch Poor Things and not be interacting with the score. Yeah. Do not remember anything from Killers of the Fire Moon. Damn. I mean, and, like, and when I say I anything, like I mean there. nothing. That's I crazy. Mean jack shit from, from Killers of the Fire Moon. Except for the performances, the story, yeah. all that's there. I remember nothing the songs, the but I don't remember like the the, the actual score. I like, remember, I I remember yeah. the songs, yeah. but not, dude, like, but that's why I'm saying, why is it on here? I don't, rem- there's no themes. Like, that's why it's Sounds like, like you're I, can, to see it again. I can yeah. understand Indiana Jones more from a theme perspective, because it's like obviously I know what the theme is, and yeah. I remember how they kind of revamped it and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't remember that at all. Which I mean, obviously I remember Oppenheimer and Poor Things, both of those. I really didn't crazy. expect Oppenheimer and Poor Things to be like the. Perf- well, I mean, I expected Oppenheimer to be like the Oscar movie. I did not foresee Poor Things yeah, like to get this many nominations. Yeah, no. like I was like in my wildest dreams, um, yeah. this movie does does this well, and yeah. it's it's happening right now like this is crazy very this is fucking nuts people love yorgos all of a sudden i'm glad i've i've been we've been on him for a minute yorgos is great i'm very excited to see i'm very excited to see how like just how his movie performs that night i'm so excited i'm genuinely so excited for the oscars this year i don't hate the nominations there's a handful of snubs that are unnecessary and a handful of payoff nominations that are shitty 
but that's every year. Yeah, like this it's is, unavoidable. This is, this is, I think, an above average year. I give it a B plus for me personally. And I don't think... we get Kimmel again as our host? Yes. So we also are like we have a safe bet host. Yeah. Like yeah. he did good, good last year. Yeah. He'll as be long fine. as he stays on that, we'll be a okay. Yep. It cannot be as bad as Amy Schumer. No. Oh, dude, I just want to add it. Yes to that, but also I want to add another movie to the list that I do not want to watch at all, which what is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, I'm not. I'm not doing it. You couldn't pay me God enough money. Dude. Oh, my God. You're going to just remember how much people loved that movie. I know. I know. I want to watch when it. When you so watch bad, it, just to, just to remember. Be like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> I, I like, shot myself in the foot last year having to watch Black Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I am never yeah. watching another Marvel Bro, movie yeah, again Wakanda after that. Forever in theaters too. Oh I I cannot believe you guys did it cuz that was like that was just a bad yeah. movie. Was just I saw Guardians in theaters as well, but that's because film Twitter tricked me. And I remember that cuz I remember there was an episode where you were just like I saw Guardians in. It sucks. Like, yeah. It's not a good movie. It tells you it's about one thing, and then it's literally not. It's not, yeah. Yep. God, yeah. They, we're here. I mean, I gotta watch it now. I still gotta watch Napoleon. Still gotta watch The Creator. Oh my god. I did just add The Creator to Redacted. Yeah. Nice. I really, I really don't think y'all are gonna hate The Creator. I don't think I, I'm gonna hate it, it, but I don't think I'm gonna be like... It's not the greatest. I don't think I'm gonna be like, oh, this definitely should be bad. up for an Oscar. I, I remember being in the theater thinking, like, this is actually not a bad time. I'm having fun. It well, wasn't game-changing. Right. Yeah. I still need to watch May December also. I need to know why yeah. everybody's so upset about May De- about Charles, what's his name, no, not being right. yeah not being nominated. That movie is definitely worth the watch. And yeah. also, listeners, if you haven't seen it, I would check it out. Um, it's not the best movie ever. I mean, yeah. don't, don't go into it thinking it's that. It's not worth but, the hype, I don't think. No. I mean, it's I good, but it's it's just a, it's good. It's not yeah, Nia it's good. Okay. It's I'm better not, than. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I was watching it, this is my exact thoughts, which I know this might be a little bit complicated, but it felt like a movie that is gonna probably not be super remembered. But when but when people think about Jodie Foster and Natalie Portman together, you mean Julianne Moore? Julianne my bad, Moore, yeah. Julianne Moore together, then. This is the movie that's going to come to mind, especially oh, yeah. especially if they're thinking about their acting chops. There's a lot going on here, performance driven. There's a lot. It's very Black Swan esque for Natalie Portman. Um, can't tell you the last time I watched a Foster movie, but um, Julianne Moore. Her who, name is Julianne Moore. We literally I mean, just watched a Julianne Moore movie this week. Julianne Moore movie today don't know her name i'm sorry i'm sorry miss moore but the uh that's devastating because she's like she's the best she's spectacular (laughs) she's good yeah Yeah. i mean like it's stunning and spectacular it's the same thing for may december she does she does a great job in that movie and the dude i i personally i watched it i'm not even surprised that that anyone got snubbed from that movie it's just that was that was the impression that i i mean i mean like i haven't seen it but like i didn't think it was like movie. i didn't see it like mega hyped at any point i was like yeah like I, yeah. people that like it like it people that didn't watch it don't have anything yeah. to say yeah because there's just nothing there like it's a good movie it's yeah like check it out it's worth watching there's but... a movie reviewer youtuber guy uh that it's his favorite movie of the year that's I crazy don't get it i it's a. I think it's also a Netflix original. It is a Netflix. Whenever the, the, the Netflix original shows, I'm like, all right, automatically this is not going to be great because yeah. I know what where their. It's like a Hallmark movie essentially at this point, yeah. where you know where their budget's going to go, 
and it's gonna be bad. So I don't know why they're like, oh, it's a Netflix original movie. And it's like that doesn't hold the same weight it did like ten years ago. Luckily, this movie I think knows how to use its budget. Does it go a lot of places? Hell fucking no. There's probably like three sets. <laughs> I just wish I could have seen it in a theater. That's really where sure. why I don't like it being a Netflix original. Like at least with Apple, like you can watch Killers of the Flower Moon on Apple TV right now. Right now. And, yeah. But you had to wait a while because it was in theaters. I wish they would do that. Even with HBO Max, you'll get that a lot of times with Netflix. You would think it would be like a smart move too to be yeah. like, hey, we're gonna release like the Oscar movies in theaters like the month yeah. before the Oscars. That way, like if you want to like wit- experience it or you yeah. saw a movie that was nominated that you didn't hear anything about and you want to see it in the best way, here's the way to do it. Hmm. But is what it is i know they'll do the the best pictures and there's a couple theaters around us that'll do like all the shorts yeah you can like see all the action live action shorts and all the documentary shorts and animated oppenheimer's back at regal right now yeah <laughs> dope need to bust out my copy but man we've been talking for like 40 minutes speaking of julianne moore a phenomenal actress. Welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast. Ayo. A podcast where we are here to celebrate Julianne Moore's phenomenal filmography, excluding Crazy Stupid Love and the Forgotten. And we are here to talk about <laughs> PTA once again. On tonight's fantastic episode, our shot is PTA's Magnolia, a three-hour movie that was such a bummer to be like, no, I need more. And then to chase yeah. that down, we had, I don't know the director's name, but we had Tampopo, a movie we all unanimously found out was on the Criterion Collection <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Wait till you hear about what happened to us when we first heard the movie on. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Sorry for our rambling about the Oscar nominations, but, you know, we had to do it to them. Um, well... Before we get into our movies for tonight, what you guys been watching? What I've been watching is I I got to finish up a movie called Prince of Darkness, which I don't think I mentioned this movie last week, but it's a, a John Carpenter movie. It was a great time. Um, it was about Satan coming to Earth through science, and the scientists have to fight him. So it's very John Carpenter, very yeah, kind of a smaller scale. He knows how to use his, his budget really well for like a small scale, a small scale horror movie because pretty much the world is impending or excuse me, doom is impending upon the world and it all takes place in just one building. It's, it, but yet it's supposed to convince you that the whole world is going to completely be devastated and that everyone's taken over by this satanic force outside but there's only like 20 people outside it's like there's not you know it's sure. just one building 20 people whatever but it works for some weird reason and it's kind of a fun movie so i definitely recommend checking that out if you have shutter and then i brought it up already may december i got to check that out crossed it off off my oscars list hopefully i'll be taking care of a lot more of these so that, that way i can get stay on track yeah. but um, May December was good. I, I I ended up really enjoying it. I don't think it's the best thing ever. I kind of you know I kind of like that it's up for best writing. It was a fun script. It was you know I guess ballsy if you want to call it a ballsy topic, um, and it kind of went in directions I wasn't really expecting. I liked its open endedness. So that's all pluses for me. Nice. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. What about you, Joe? Yeah. So. The only movies I've seen this week were for Oscar nominations as well, and it was uh, Nyad, which we kind of already <laughs> talked about. 
That was dyad. Not, not good. I mean, it was it was like it, it just it made me more upset watching it after the nominations, knowing that um, Annette Bening was nominated for best actress and Jodie Foster was nominated for best supporting actress. It just doesn't make sense. This movie is very. It's not even just okay. It's just like oh, does nothing. Ouch. It's kind of boring. It does nothing. Yeah, it, I mean, the story of Diane Nyad is compelling, and it is a great story about a 60-something-year-old woman that swam from Cuba to Florida. That's fucking that's insane. That's insane. That, with no help, 50 hours straight. That's insane. That story is crazy. But you basically just watch her swim in this movie with Jodie Foster like, being very intimate with her and like they love each other in a weird way and it's not um yeah i know that's that that it, it's, it's like they're gay or something and it's weird i've never heard of it before but they're not but like they're not but they are and you know they love each other that's the whole part of it um oh, okay all right and uh you're supposed to be in love with these two characters who are best friends it just doesn't really click. It doesn't really click. It's I'm just laughing very... more at just at your explanation of the movie because it doesn't sound like anything's happening. Yeah, in this it's movie ba- at all. you're just like it sounds like gravity, her. but you're in it the water. Her, oh god! So like yeah. a part of the so it took her five times to do it. Um, Why is she doing it? Because she's old and, and wants to prove. <laughs> when she was thirty, she's she could, she tried it and failed. And she's like, it's been itching at her to be able to do it. And so when she's 60, she's like, I'm not too old. Now I've got the mind to do it. And then she just does it five times. And you just basically watch her swim while like Jodie Foster literally like will pee off the side of the boat just so that she's near her. That never loses like eye contact. And, And even though she doesn't have to do that. That's just like their connection. And they're like single old women that like live together, but like Uh, are like friends. friends. But yeah, there's like, they don't, there's no like relationship there. There's, but they're very like touchy and they love each other. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of dumb. Anyways, I, I just was very upset. I also watched Golda. I'll throw that out there. That, oh, that's that another was, one I'm not looking forward to it's, at all. It's not bad, though. Really? It's, okay. it's about um, the Israel like Prime Minister Golda Meir. Okay. And it's about the time when she... Um, it's like a, a war. I can't think of that. The Yom Kippur yeah. War. And how she dealt with that. And like what she was able to accomplish in this time where like... Everything is coming down on Israel um, post-World War II and trying to figure out help getting help from America while also trying to, um, I think it was Iran or I don't know. I don't know who it was now that I'm thinking about it. But she was trying to fight against them. And, okay. Uh, um, she, it was about like the, the moves she had to make and the risks she had to take and she's like dying she's like on her deathbed she's oh my God. throwing up blood. she's beautiful but she's dying <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah and she this is nominated for makeup which i guess is because um man 
the actress. I can't. She's also very famous. But um, she looks just like Golda, which is, I guess, a good reason to nominate someone for makeup and hairstyling. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Helen oh, Mirren. okay. Yeah, Helen it's Mirren. all it's all making sense now. And she looks like Golda. It's not. I mean, it's very like like this will be on Tubi next year. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's oh, Steve Schreiber's in it too. Yeah, he is. He he's um the Secretary of State. I forget who it is. But it, this is all like like Watergate is happening at the same time. I okay. Guess. So it's like they're losing faith in their country and it, there's a lot of shit happening but interesting she made some smart decisions that and uh some really crazy decisions and then it was almost like an oppenheimer where at the end of it she's judged for what she did hmm. and she kind of gives a speech about why she had to do what she did and it was good yeah and her makeup was great Hmm. There so, you go. <laughs> would you compare this to Darkest Hour? It is similar to Darkest Hour. It's not as intense, which is kind of... You would say Darkest Hour was more intense, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I'm remembering... Yeah, he's looking at you right, like, all right. More, yeah, Darkest Hour, I would say, is, yeah, more. This one is... It's, in, like, it's, it's more about Golda than it is really anything else that's around her. It's more about, like, a person who is making the decisions. Where I feel sure. like Darkest Hour, it's similar in that way. But it's, it feels more intense to me, at least. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah. mean, I, I just I just always took Darkest Hour as, like, not a super intense movie. It's, like, yeah. it kind of, like, fabricates itself as a super intense movie. But then when yeah. you watch it, you're like, oh, this is, like, nothing. Yeah. This is, you're just watching, like, a drama, kind of. Which, you know, it's so. fine. This is a 2.9 on Letterboxd, by the way. Golda? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's I, not I thought great. it was rated kind of low. is the reason why I started it. It was also... It, it was, was the on, reason why you started it, because it was rated so low? Well, you were like, I, I just started get with it. Yeah, out on the Oscar list of movies I needed to watch. Just, like, get it out of the way. <clears> like, let's get it out of the yeah. way. Because yep. um, I know i got to watch a lot of documentaries. Right. Which I'm excited for, because... I think last year Fire of Love was nominated. There I think was, so, yeah. There was uh, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. And then the one with the that one that actually won was like really good last year. Um the guy the Russian and yeah, the Russian guy who was running against running for president yep. and got like poisoned by Putin and like I never got to catch that. Like this year I want to watch all the documentaries because Fire every, of Love every single is one still you brought like up. the best documentary i've ever seen them that, that <laughs> documentary is like i need to watch that one again because it is incredible and it's like a disney plus really damn okay yeah. all right that's cool i mean yeah. D- disney owns discovery or like national or, geographic or, yeah whichever one of those yeah, yeah so i think that's ones. why yeah cool dude well, yeah dope. so yeah that's i'm excited to watch that because i mean this is my favorite part like just grinding yeah and just watching a ton of movies that you don't we all know. how we, we watched bardo last year oh man yeah that's we, right we always yeah. complain but then we end up watching some movies that we're like that was pretty fun like, that was good yeah, yeah. yeah it was I'm worth it for... but then you also see movies that you're like what the fuck what yeah, exactly <laughs> which like, niad <laughs> yeah but like, that niad. that's like every i mean yeah. every oscar is gonna be like that um but we'll see i mean yeah Nick, what'd you watch this week? So I continued my my short film run 
and knocked out a bunch of uh, a bunch more Gaspar Noé shorts. Oh. Only to really discover that I think I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> like, oh no! Like, at least his shorts. At least his shorts. Short, his like shorts are awful. Like they are not good. They are not even like wow. That was really artistic and different. It's like why the fuck would you make this? What yeah. possesses what a doing? human being to make this? Like, I watched one. One of them specifically. I literally gave it a half star and just put vile. It was, <laughs> was called. It was called sodomites. So. Go figure. Bye, Gaspar Noé. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's from 1998, and it's literally, like, a a woman is, like, straddling a chair while a bunch of people are, like, surrounding her, and a guy in a minotaur, like, mask comes in and just, like, has sex with her for ten minutes straight. But the camera, every two seconds, like, changes angles. And it's so stressing and so nauseating and then it's over. What the yeah, it was terrible. Like, I was like, why would you... Literally, why? why? Would, yeah, why? What was the point of why, making this? Why did you do that? So, I was upset with that. <laughs> I watched a couple of other shorts. There was one that he did... Or two... One that he did for a project called Short Plays. And it was, like, these short films for, like, sporting events. And he did one for soccer. Where he, like, <laughs> attached a camera to a soccer ball. And then just had, like, street kids, like, kick it around. Oh, my God. And it was, like... It was nauseating. Yeah, but I was I'm like, this sure. is, but it was like a minute and a half. I was like, yeah. this is kind of cool. Um, and then he did one uh, called uh, "The Summer of Twenty One for uh, Saint Laurent, and it was so good because it did like the dual screen thing that like Vortex yeah, yeah. and Lux Eterna does. So like, it was that was cool for that sake. It kind of felt like Suspiria. It was mm. it's like a twenty minute short. I think it was on YouTube. It was pretty good. Sweet. Um, then I jumped back into Harmony Kareen because I watched a movie called Trash Humpers. Hell yeah! I can't get this movie out of my head, and so like I have to watch some so other good. shit. And like all the shorts that I watched, like were literally still people just in those masks, just doing other weird shit, all yeah. uncomfortable and unpleasant. Trash Humpers was a specific level of like, I hate this movie. But I have to watch it again, like, as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Like, once it gets in your brain, you just can't stop thinking about Seriously. it. Seriously. And then I, I finally got to the theater and I saw Iron Claw and was like, Ooh. this is incredible. And then I was like, can't wait for this to be nominated for an Oscar. Only to find out that it would not be nominated yeah, for an Oscar. Completely snubbed. And then I watched a bad directed PTA movie, but it was a short film, so it doesn't count. But it was bad. Really? I was like, fuck this. What is it? This is my hot take, apparently. Have you heard of uh, Anima or Anima? Isn't that the with um, Tom York? Yes. Oh, my really? God. It was like 15 minutes. As somebody who doesn't think Radiohead is good. Isn't it just a music video? It pretty much is. But, but Netflix does that. But Netflix put it out. So I was like, oh, I bet like there will be like something going on outside man. of the music. And yeah. then it wasn't. It was just a 15-minute like choreographed dance with Tom York. And I was like, yeah. dude, I don't care. I don't think Radiohead is that good, and I don't think Whoa, Tom York is great. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know that this is a crazy hot take. <laughs> Maybe that's why you didn't like it. I that's hate crazy. Radiohead because everybody you, is like, "Wait, you hate Radiohead?" I hate that's Radiohead even crazy. because people are just like, "It's so good." I'm like, Tom York didn't invent being weird, so just stop being like, "Oh, it's so crazy." Have you ever heard of this? I ever heard creep? It's nuts. I don't fucking care. I don't care about OK Computer. Um, OK Computer. In Rainbows as well, like, it's so incredible. It's just the most like, A-OK music. It's like people that love Foo Fighters, where it's just cool. like, all right, this is average music. And they're like, no, this is, like, the greatest thing that ever happened to music. And it's they, like, no, come you're on. You're right. Like, they're, like... I feel like the same way about the Beatles. There are people who are just, like, a little too into Yeah, them. what the fuck? 
But that doesn't like the Beatles are also incredible, and so is Radiohead. That's okay. a, I. Damn, I, I did not expect you to be a Radiohead fan. I, I mean, I'm like I don't want to be that guy though. Like, now, now I'm like, that you're, guy. You're so everything I'm making Radiohead. Fun of. I like both. I mean, yeah, I, I've I've always enjoyed both both of those bands. I don't listen to them. I don't. I mean, I I listen to the Beatles probably more than Radiohead, but like in sure. Rainbows bah. is like one of the best albums. Bah. I agree. It's good. It's good. I mean, okay, computer changed the game. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Bro. All right, get it out of your system. Yeah. So. I hated that. And then I watched, uh, there was an Evangelion short that came on my oh. Thrice Upon a Time box set that I watched. Oh. Um, that was pretty good. And then, uh, I know, I've been watching a lot more shorts lately, so they're easier to kind of like go through. I watched the Pauly Shore, Richard Simmons short film dropped. Yep. Watched that? that. Awful. <laughs> like, so bad. Like, I don't know who the fuck this movie was trying to like get to. That's but, like, because people were, like, when the trailer came out, I saw a bunch of people, like, comments that were like, is this going to be Pauly Shore trying to be, like, Brendan Fraser? And I was like, I guarantee you this is not what that's going to be. And it's not. It's It literally looks like somebody has, like, injected Pauly Shore with, like, Novocaine or something. Because his face is just so, like, sad throughout the whole uh, thing. And Richard Simmons is, like, whole demeanor is not that. He's get up and go happy. And it's an, it's, like an 11 minute short where Richard Simmons helps out like an intern on the set of the, of the Ellen show back in the nineties. Oh, it's rough. It's awful. And it's literally just him being like, I want you to love yourself, Steven, love yourself. I was like, I really feel like nobody should have made this. If anybody, if I contributed money to this, I would ask for my money back. Like this, this is terrible. (laughs) Paulie Shore should have stayed in the dark. Um, so that was bad. And the, Last one I want to mention, I finished off, my first filmography to finish this year was uh, Mikado Shinkai, uh, the director of Your Name and Suzume. Nice. Watched one of his movies called Children Who Chase Lost Voices. It's a movie that is kind of like, whenever I was going through, starting his filmography, everybody was like, this is his worst movie. So I saved it for last, because I was like, let's just, I'll just knock it out later. And secretly, it's like one of his best movies. It's like Princess Mononoke level good. Uh, it's just very different. Where like instead of it being like a teen heartthrob, like five centimeters per second kind of romance, it's about like it's about um, Hollow Earth <laughs> and they and these people that travel to Hollow Earth because they believe that if you go there, that you can you can confront the dead and bring people back from the dead and they find out that like god lives in the center of the earth and so it becomes a journey to meet god and god shows them like their humanity before they can ask make a request so it was it was pretty sick i i loved that um and then yeah um, after that it was just the movies that we had to watch so let's jump right into it let's get into magnolia dude hell yeah matt what is magnolia about Magnolia was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, which I just wanted to pause right here. Have you guys seen all of his movies now because of this? Are, in, are we missing anything? In theory, I have. I do want to go back and rewatch The Master and Boogie Nights because I haven't seen them since I was like a teenager. But I mean, nice. technically at this point, I have seen all of his movies. Cool. No, I was just curious. Cause, yeah, cause, cause, this is what I needed. Yeah, this one, this one capped me off, So, which is really cool. All right, so the tagline goes like this. Things fall down, people look up, and when it rains, it pours. The summary follows. An epic mosaic of many interrelated characters in search of happiness, forgiveness, and meaning in the San Fernando Valley. 1999 Magnolia. 
Man, I really put this one off for a while, too, because I was just like a three-hour Tom Cruise movie. This sounds yeah. like my worst nightmare. <laughs> and when you said we were watching it, I was like, this is honestly the only way I'm going to watch it, is if like a gun is to my head, I have no choice but to sit down and finally endure Magnolia. Yep, and well, and it's kind of funny because in a way you kind of caused it because you were because you were saying one of your New Year's re- resolutions was was to finish off directors, and I was like, oh, PTA, I only have one movie to go. There and you then, go. And yeah. you're like, Matt, what do you want to watch? And I was like, oh, I know. So, <laughs> Way to go, me. <laughs> yep, here we go. But it was worth it. I mean, we oh no, were, agreed. We were even just kind of chatting upstairs, and we try to keep it to a minimum, but it's because immediately we could tell that all of us enjoyed this movie. So, yeah. I, like, Paul Thomas Anderson, he just doesn't let down I, I, someone. I, I don't know how you can maintain such a high volume of, of, of really, really good movies. But, I mean, I don't want to say high volume, but we'll see how long the streak can go. Where does this one, where is it in his filmography? I believe third. it's his third movie, because yeah. it's, it's Heart Eight, Heart Eight Boogie, Boogie Nights, and then Magnolia. Yeah. Crazy. It is kind of, it does feel like an older Paul Thomas Anderson. You think so? Like it, it it is more similar I think to the Boogie Nights and the Heartache like in the it's feeling. Right. I don't know cuz like Licorice Pizza also had this like charm to it. Right. Um that I don't even know how to describe it but you, you just kind of like you don't know why you're enjoying them just being here and talking and this conversation even though it's like it feels almost like useless conversation it is it's still like so enjoyable mm-hmm. and i think you get a lot of that with licorice pizza but you get that a lot in this movie there's just like a lot of dialogue yeah mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. fun you almost feel like you're in the room with them for sure it's i mean the movie just opens up right right with its statement right of just that events that seem like they're so otherworldly and that can only happen in the movies. These events are happening all the time, all around us yeah. at every second. And it's because of one thing causing another thing and this had to happen to make this happen and X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. We get that example with the guy jumping off the roof and there's a safety net. But That's a real them. thing that happened too. That's crazy. Right, which is insane. It was based off a real, off of a real thing. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Apparently, crazy. that's an exact uh, demonstration, it's... or I want to say crime scene, which was discovered that 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 apparently crime schools, or I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but people study this case a yeah. lot for for I think causality. Yeah. Oh wow. I saw okay. I read that earlier today too. Yeah. Which is which is really neat. I mean, I I, I apparently love... the probably the scuba diver one is was was an urban legend, but that first that one uh the one of the. Of the the three men being hanged, like that's that's a true that one is true, and and it's still it's like an unsolved mystery, Whoa. and then the guy and then yeah the the guy being shot as he's killing himself is mm-hmm. is a is one that is still studied for causality. Crazy, pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, and is it part of? And the nets were there in in reality. Mm-hmm. The net, yeah, the yeah. nets, the nets were there. So he would have the lived. Note was, if yep. was in the pocket. Wow. Yeah. He would have lived, that but is... he, he got shot by his mom through the window. <laughs> that makes the I mean that adds another layer to this movie for sure. Like insane. oh my god, there's a lot of insane layers that like you peel back on this movie that because while I was watching it, I don't know like how many times I saw the words like Exodus eight two, 
But yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I eventually I had to pause the movie and look at I looked Same. it up and I was like, what is this? And, and before I finished the movie, Exodus chapter 8, verse 2 uh, reads, And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. And I was like, what the hell? Okay. I was like, sure, maybe just like a weird yeah. random thing. And when that first frog hit John C. Riley's windshield, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time I saw it, I was, I, I was like, man, where are they shooting that? The Exodus 8 2 would just be on a billboard. Yeah, right. And I, I literally had to think to myself, oh, PTA doesn't just do that. You're right. Uh, he's too in- intentional. And so, I, yeah, I paused it immediately. I'm like, oh my God, what in the world is. Because, like, this is when Moses is going to Pharaoh and saying, like, let my people go. <laughs> yeah. And, like, or else we're going to. There's going to be all these plagues that happen to you, and frogs are one of them, which I think also adds, like, a whole other layer, like, the religion aspect of it. Yes. All too. Like,. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, that Exodus chapter 8 verse 2 is alluded to over a hundred times throughout this movie? What? <laughs> yeah. I saw it like twice. <laughs> Maybe It was like, I think the, the time where I was like, I don't know what's going on. It's when they're like in the, the, the game show and someone's like holding like a board that says Exodus. Oh I was like, God. what the fuck I is this? Yeah, that. right. Oh, I didn't, dude, I didn't even notice that once, honestly. Really? That's, that's insane. But that that just foreshadows the frogs. The so fact well. that it's over a hundred times didn't is even notice absurd. It, which, that makes me look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw it maybe twice. That's so funny. Dude, wow. Very very neat though. I mean, like per, uh, personally, the frog thing. Just I don't know when it started happening. I was like, of course, like I. This movie has put me in a position where I can accept anything happening and just immediately knowing there's a reason behind why that frog is there and there's a reason why the frog is hitting the windshield (laughs) to make him stop or to make him spin out. Like, I was already, like, under... The movie's influence, which I love it, and and I honestly love the message that it that it gives too. It, it it's it kind of puts a hopeful spin on the whole thing because it sounds kind of, I don't want to say nihilistic when it's like, oh well, these things happen because of this reason, and it's almost like predestined in a way to yeah. happen the way that it happens. But if you flip it, you know, on on a different angle, it's kind of the opposite where it's everything that's going to happen in front of you from now on it has a purpose a place a meaning and i like whenever movies kind of yeah i guess tap into that type of worldview kind of like everything everywhere all at once it, it's not that it gave me those exact vibes but i kind of felt the same messages in a way from this movie which is which was like forgive people yeah uh let things go move on i don't know it's just a very it's about, it's life. all about, like, yeah, life kind of keeps going. Right. And you have people all in all different stages of life here. You have two people, you have two people that are dying, mm-hmm. um, both both of cancer, both who are objectively not good people. Yeah. You have, you know, you have Jack or Frank's dad who didn't give a shit when his wife was dying and then makes Tom Cruise just watch his mom die. And then you have um, Claudia's dad, who doesn't remember molesting her, but is very is is the, he's definitely aware that he he molested her, and it's kind of weird because in the beginning, like they're almost painted up, like at least for the talk show host, so he, he's kind of painted like a this guy this guy's like a a yeah. good guy, like something's definitely weird, but he doesn't seem like a truly a villain's villain, and by the end of the movie, you're like you are a bad fucking guy. And I think that, like, 
you have all these characters that start one in one place yeah. and end someplace completely different. Like, there's just nowhere, no way during the movie you're like, I bet this is going to happen. Right. But it's even so Tom Cruise, I think, is a good example of that. Where oh, yeah. You hate this guy. You fucking hate Tom Cruise. But by the end of it, you kind of feel for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you understand, like, like, okay, wow. you understand how he got to where he is. Yeah, honestly. Almost. For sure. Right. And it, it kind of is like every character almost flipped. Yeah. From where they were. Even the son that was on the game show yeah. to being like this coward they can't, you know, even speak for himself. And, yeah. Um, but is also a genius and kind of just does what he says to like come to his father and say, you know, you need to be nicer. You need to be me. nicer to me. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. God. It was, it was like, it was also good. It was a breath of fresh air because I was so afraid that I was under the impression that Tom Cruise was like, a constant in this I thought that he was like the lead guy and so when it was revealed more of like hey there's not technically a lead here it's just like everybody's gonna get pretty much equal screen time I was like let's go yeah. that is exactly what I needed and there were several people I didn't even know was in this movie were in this movie John C. Riley, I didn't know was in this movie. That threw me. And he's like Major. an all-star. He's yeah. so good in <laughs> he's this movie. He's probably my favorite. Because I'm like, what that. happened? What went what went wrong that like you're here? You're in P- one of PTA's best movies, I would say. Yeah. And then and then you're in Step Brothers. Like within within the decade, you're in the, what happened? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I feel like success. Like, I mean, it's because I mean Step Brothers is crazy. And in a way, it's kind of a I don't know, it's almost like a comedy feat in the way that, that this was a acting feat. It's like, yeah. you know, John C. Riley can do both. He can he, yeah. he can do crazy film improv stuff, kind of like Step Brothers, but he can also do this, which is a very grounded and serious He was serious also role. in Boogie Nights and Hard Eight, wasn't he? Wasn't he in yeah. Boogie Nights? Yep. I know he was in Boogie Nights. I don't remember him being in Hard Eight. Yeah, he's he the main, I think, guy in Hard Eight. Dude, what the fuck yeah. happened, man? PTA, bring yeah. him back. It's him and... Uh, Phil, not Philip Seymour Hoffman, but the the other guy who's in the the game show, the almost. older guy, yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, Bookman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. never think of his real name. I always he, think of Bookman. Bookman. Yeah, the <laughs> the library, <laughs> the library <laughs> cop is named Bookman. That's yeah. like an ice cream man named Cone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shit used to kill me as a child. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld reference for anyone that didn't know. Philip Baker Hall is Philip Baker. His name. I knew it was Philip. Yeah. Yeah, Hardy is is like him and John C. Riley running up a casino, basically. Yep. Um, but so like John C. Riley's, I I don't, I can't think of the other ones. He's if he's been in any other ones. I don't think he, he, he wasn't in Hair Vice. No, no, he's not in that. And he wasn't in Punch Drunk Love. I don't think he was in The Master. Nope, no, I don't think he definitely was. not so in There Will Be Blood or Phantom Thread. And he's not in Licorice Pizza. No, wow. So nothing, nothing recently, but he did, he he went his own way. Yeah, you know? you're right. Yeah. He carved his own path. Yeah, with Will Ferrell. Come on, man. Come back. Come back to yeah. the come back to the big screen. No, I don't. I mean, after the that like Lakers show, I don't know if they are like friends anymore because he like took the role that Will Ferrell was supposed to have. Wait, the, what? Yeah. So the the Laker, the Magic Johnson Lakers show, the winning time. I think is the name of it. Uh, John C. Riley plays. The guy who owns the Lakers or bought the Lakers. Sure. And Will Ferrell was supposed to play that because it's produced or was produced by him and Adam McKay. Oh, okay. And so, but Adam McKay said, no, you're not 
playing that role. And now Adam McKay and Will Ferrell aren't a combo anymore. And John C. Riley and Will Ferrell aren't a combo really anymore either, just because of that. Yeah. John C. Riley's incredible, though. I know. He I know is. we're not. Well, damn. I have nothing against. Like yeah, he's in the lobster too. Like I. He that's, is in the lobster. That's what he's bums so me good. out. He's a good actor, and yeah. we as a society are not appreciative of it. We just want him to make more slapstick bullshit movies. And I'm like, that's I don't want to see any more slapstick bullshit yeah. movies. I want to see this guy act again. Give this. Give my man a shot. Let him be Rocky. Let him go the distance. Yeah. I feel like he he could definitely do it. Yeah. Definitely. But what's the first movie you think of when you think John C. Riley? Well, right now, Magnolia. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's uh, definitely Step Brothers. Yeah, Step, Step Brothers, Brothers or Walk Hard are usually my two go-tos when I think of him. Yeah, I agree. I don't hate Step Brothers, though. I could definitely throw it on. I hate Walk Hard. Walk Hard is like <laughs> an awful, ungodly, unbearable movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. It, it. it just didn't It didn't seem funny enough for me to watch. It's not. It's, it's, it's long as shit. Yeah, it's it not. I it, The first time I watched it, well, first I watched it, I was in, like, high school, and I was like, this is not that funny. And I watched it again when a buddy of mine was moving back home, and I was high as shit. And even high as shit, I was like, this is not funny. Yeah, like, this is okay. <laughs> this, movie ne- this movie has been going on for way too long, and yeah. not a single thing that's been said has been funny. Jeez. There's a movie I watched last year where he's, like, playing, uh, it's, like, him and another couple, and they're, like, in a house. I think Jodie Foster's also in it, and they're... Like just arguing and it turns into yeah, it was chaos. shit. It was a wasn't it a Woody Allen movie or was it a Roman Polanski movie? Oh, it might have been a Roman Polanski. Th- movie. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's like John C. Riley and then another famous guy and then I think Jodie Foster and I can't remember the girl, but the, it's oh Kate Winslet's the girl. But it's it's unbearable. One of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. But I've always had a soft spot in my oh, heart he, for John C. Riley. He is in Licorice Pizza. He is. I thought he was, but I. What is he in Licorice Pizza? I don't know. I just pulled it up on Letterboxd and saw that he was. He was in here. Who are you, no John C. Riley? I don't remember him in that movie. He's got a, It's got to be a bit role, because like his name. It's like I'm like scrolling I'm way down, to, and he's not it, here yet. Is it a deleted scene? Maybe. Was he a bartender? Oh, I literally am. In my mind, I see him as like a bartender with a hat on. With but, a, He's he he. It's an uncredited role uh, where he plays someone named Fred Gwynn or Herman Munster. Oh, but he's uncredited in the movie. So there's still that connection. His number one movie on here is Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on, brother. John C. Riley. Come on, man. Right. That I mean, not that's not on him. That's on IMDb or wherever you're at. Yeah. Because that's not his number one movie. IMDb. No. Like, first of all, Step Brothers is bigger than that. I would say so. That's not even in his that's top eight. Even, yeah, that's crazy. What did he play in in Guardians? In Guardians, he has a bit role in Guardians too. He's like, what the fuck, really? Yeah, he's definitely like a side I don't character. Remember him in that movie either? Maybe it's the one I haven't seen. Volume three? No, it's the no, first it's one. The first one. What? He literally has like one line in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Is he like in the prison? No, he's no. like a good. He's like a good good guy. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm done. He's in Gangs of New York. What's eating Gilbert Grape? God, he is in Gangs of New York. Is he in other Scorsese movies? I'm looking now. I don't think so. Other than Gangs of New York. Man. He's got a... Dude, he's got a hefty filmography. He does. I mean, he's been over in over 100 movies. 
a lot of these are not great, but but some of them are very notable, which is cool. I I I think that his range as a as an actor is a yeah is, is fa- fairly wide for he, sure. He, he can be very funny, very effective, super effective here with with Magnolia. We've gone on a real John C. Riley like. Dude, I know I rabbit though. I love John C. Riley in a weird way. He's great. He's fantastic. Are and we I, are we John C. Riley or Will Ferrell? John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Will Ferrell. Is like has like three good movies, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and Anchorman. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, was like, I knew Talladega Nights and Anchorman. Step Brothers is there too. What about the Lego Movie? It's a I good know. movie, but I don't think it's a. I don't think of it as a uh, Will Ferrell movie. What yeah. about Elf? Mm, no, no. I would live. I would live happily okay. not seeing Elf again. It's just yeah. It's like. He's alright. The it's most not, I would give him his best. The most I would give him outside of those three would maybe be Stranger Than Fiction. Man, that is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good it's not, movie. It's a shockingly like you would because it's Will Ferrell isn't like slapstick. He's not funny. Yeah. Really. He is kinda, but he's funny by <laughs> he's not, not funny. He's really. he's like uh trying to not be funny almost in a way and that oh, kinda makes it movie. funny. Yeah. 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 I went Olivia through a whole Coleman's phase. And not Olivia Coleman, um, I think someone else, uh, Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through like a whole phase of like trying to knock out all of his movies when I was like in college, and it was, yeah, even like Will Ferrell's co- movie. Yeah, even in college, it was like this is brutal. I stopped yeah. after Casa de mi Padre. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, you're like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've had, I've had more than enough of this movie. But enough about Will Ferrell and yeah. John C. Riley. <laughs> Damn, Maggie Gyllenhaal was in this too. Fuck, I do need. We should watch this for the show at some point. But anyways. In what? She was in a Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, wow. I forgot wow. about that completely. I haven't seen yeah. the movie since it came out, because I'm renting it and being like, funny Will Ferrell movie, and then it wasn't funny, and I was like, damn, this is great. Holy shit. Um, hey, did you guys know that Paul Thomas Anderson made a visit to the set of Eyes Wide Shut where he offered the role of Frank T.J. Mackey directly to Tom Cruise? Oh, whoa. Wow. Tom Cruise loved Boogie Nights so much, he asked Paul Thomas Anderson to consider him for a part for his next film. Cruise was initially terrified at playing such a change of pace from playing this kind of like sexually repressed yeah. guy in eyes wide shut to this like kind of like crazy Andrew Tate kind of character. Yeah, spokesperson, I guess. Uh but relished uh but he he went for it. And but I mean it sucks cause this it's moments like this that prove that Tom Cruise can act. Cause I don't think he's a good actor. <laughs> and then I see Magnolia and I'm like, shit, that was yeah. so good. He's such a good he's so easy to fucking hate him. I know. Dude. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 performance is done really well. I think that that this shows Tom Cruise's acting chops personally for me. I mean, I've seen a lot of his younger stuff too, which for sure, don't get me wrong, that's all good. But this is, eh. I think, another another side. And I mean, in it, it's funny enough that he he does a good job. I wouldn't even say it's my favorite out of the out of the movie, but. He he yeah. he's good. I mean, I like him. Who would you say your favorite is in the movie? My favorite character from the movie, mm. or at least favorite favorite. Because you said line. Philip Seymour, or not? No, uh, John, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. I really like Philip's uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. That 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 nurse at at, at yeah. the home where he's just kind of staying around and he's just feeling everything that they're they're going through yeah and it's kind of funny because you could almost interpret that 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 character as being like almost annoyingly there but yeah it's 
I don't know. It's like there are people like that who are so sold at you know into their jobs, and it's it they really do just want to help the families. And when and when the families go through the hurt, they also go through the hurt because they're just yeah so invested. So I will say cool. the the character though that plays um, the the grown up child that was yeah. Um, I really liked him too. He was shockingly good, especially when they're under the the garage, not the the gas station. Yeah, porch oh, with yeah. John C. Riley. I loved that scene. That I think that's why I love John C. Riley is is the way he interacts with all these different types of people. Like he's he's a guy that kind of keeps interacting with the crazier crazier people. Um, but that guy's delivery with like he's like I just have so much love and nowhere to put it. Like I just like it was just like a a. A, a strange time for all of this to come out yeah. of him. Yeah. And it just like was so well done. I was like, wow, that's that's a really crazy line delivery right now. And John C. Riley's just like looking at him. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just so good. All right, man. You just stay quiet over yeah. there, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you to a hospital. <laughs> exactly. I think for me it was Julianne Moore. I she she has she unlike what you thought thirty minutes ago. Julianne Moore is incredible, an impeccable actress through and through. And she can't remember her name, but she's great. That scene where like she's in the pharmacy, and like they're just like heckling her about like the drugs. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, if if anybody did this to me at a pharmacy, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, have my prescriptions. Give me my fucking pills. Don't talk to me. Like, you called the doctor. You checked it out. This is legit. Yeah, right. And they're just like, yo, you know, what do you be with the doctor? What do you even got that you need all these drugs for? Like at that point, I was like, she's got to do something. And she was like, who the fuck are you? I was like, let's go, bring it, Julianne Moore, bring the heat. And she just goes off. Her breakdowns throughout that whole movie are so like raw to the lawyer with yeah. the will I, I thought that was incredible she's like you have to write me out of the will like yeah. i married him for the i love him now and i can't do this to him it's just like this rocks yeah. and then she even buys us she's in like between a rock and a hard place here where she he's like okay you can do that but then it's all gonna go to frank yeah. and she and she's like oh absolutely not like that that would be such a waste of money like that cannot go that's not even that's not what he wants frank is like frank and him are estranged and then like it's kind of weird because you you are assuming that when Frank does see does see you know Earl that he's going to you know have that moment he's obviously going to have that kind of like oh my god what I've been doing with my life moment but like the way it's conveyed yeah. is so human and so real and so profound like even like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character Phil Parma in the back is just like holy shit and it's 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 funny because like it's almost prefaced with a joke of just like you're gonna walk in with me and then stay away from me if one of those dogs get near me i'm gonna drop kick them yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah, like that's kind of funny and then he comes in and delivers this this crazy like not really monologue but just this this crazy like goodbye yeah. to his dad and philip seymour hoffman said that during that scene everything after everything after tom cruise says i'm not gonna cry for you is completely improvised whoa and i'm like damn it Damn it, Tom Cruise. Damn. Why are you being a good actor now? Yeah, that is, that's powerful. That's cool. 
And then that that second cart they wheeled out was a dog too. Yeah, I'm because because the dog eats one of those pills like That's an hour right. and twenty minutes, and you forget about it. You're just See, like, oh, in I guess. my head, I thought Tom Cruise drop kicked the dog. <laughs> That's what I went through my head. <laughs> what? What? A, what a what a, oh, they got near him. What a twist. Yeah. What a twist. But that's so true. It was definitely because the dog ate the pills. Dude, that is awesome. I, I, I wish... I, I was going to say... What, what a movie what, that would be. What comedic timing. <laughs> My Literally. dad's dead. Like, fucking dropkick a dog to death. Holy now, shit. Now, I do have a question. Do you think Julianne Moore was... Or her character was killing herself because she wanted to give... um, Not Frank, but his dad... Earl. Uh, Earl, yeah, that's right. Earl, no other option but to put to have to write another will, and that when, he, like, she because she doesn't know he dies. That's un- true until later, so she kills herself, and then the I I kind of felt like the movie flipped itself where like he died, she still gets the money, I guess, or whatever, but she actually gets this new life now right she survives the suicide attempt yeah and she's kind of like oh maybe like there is kind of that look of like oh my god i'm alive when like they resuscitate yeah. her i never thought of it like that damn yeah like we're her yeah th- i just I thought it was heavy guilt brings the like coincidence that this movie is talking about the whole time or is it a coincidence like, right what the fuck is going on and there reality. are no coincidences here right exactly um so I think that like adds another layer to this movie with that uh, like you know how even that got flipped on its on its head. Hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, and, and like that's that's a really good uh, point to yeah. to to really make about where all these characters end up. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the end of it, and I really do think that that every character is put in this in this hopeful light where it's. Every character is kind of starting from that clean slate. I mean, the the movie really does read off to me as being a movie really about forgiveness and 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 like I just said it perfectly. Yeah. Clean slates, fresh starts. Yeah. And even if it's not the most clean cut route yeah. for how yeah. how the character got there, that's why you know Julianne Moore that that character has a very weird path getting to that ending but when she gets there the weight of the story really hits you kind of yeah. like kind of like tom cruise you start out and and i like i was invested in what and what he was doing at his seminar and stuff like that and then even when he goes back home it's like i'm really interested in seeing how he's gonna handle this but then when he handles it the way that he does you're like oh this guy's just like a normal, a normal he's guy. a guy he's just right? a guy yeah he's, he's yeah. just a normal guy and th- and then you think about how i don't know it's like that makes me think about how I view people. The, the 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 movie made me really question how I see people and yeah. and and, yeah. and how I interact with them because each person is going through their own little story in a way, like their own yeah. little magnolia story. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> and and uh, we don't know where they're at in that story. So it's like to to react harshly, to be you know crazy. I mean, you're gonna have whatever emotions you're gonna have, but you know. We all we all make little ripples, I guess, in 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 everyone's lives. It's it's I don't know. It's kind of weird talking yeah. about what this movie's ultimately trying to get across because it's so in like each individual can interpret it so differently, but yeah. it's also so universal as well. I think it's trying to impact us in this. It's a movie that's literally made for like somebody anybody could watch that movie and take something away from it. Right. Yeah. They're like I I think it's a movie made to change you no matter. Yeah 
who you are as a person, which is, it's a, that's a difficult feat. It's difficult to make a three hour movie. That's good. It's difficult. It's even more difficult to make a three hour movie that makes you, that makes you want to keep watching. Right. And you're like, I'm so invested in these people. What all is going to happen? And it's in, you know, to make that and have it be where anybody could, somebody could watch that and relate to like, Oh, I relate to John C. Riley. I also, I'm in the middle of like a, a really rough divorce and I don't really know what's going on. Or I, I also have cancer and my son and I are estranged and I don't really know like how to, how to fix that. Or, oh, my dad is dying and you know, I don't really, I don't want to talk to him, but I also don't know if I want to, you know, not be there and not say my piece before he dies. There's so many facets that are, or so many wheels that are constantly turning. And then suddenly it's raining frogs yeah. and you're like, what's going on? Cause like, like you said, like you said, you're Tasty you've turn. been so accepting to everything you've seen in this movie that when it happens, you're like, there must be a reason for this. There must be something, and it's really never stated why it happens. <laughs> yeah. I right. did, I I had to look into it because I was like, why on earth? First of all, over seventy nine hundred rubber frogs were made and used in the frog scenes. The rest were created by CGI. No real frogs were harmed during production. Oh good. Unlike <laughs> yeah. this next movie we're yeah, going to talk about here in a few minutes. Oh. Jesus Christ. Um, when the frogs are falling, um, there's a caption on a picture in Claudia's apartment um, that says, but it did happen, which I was like, what the yeah. fuck is that? Um, this happens when the storm passes over a lake teeming with frogs, picking them up and dumping them elsewhere. This actually happened in the town of Villa, An I'm going to butcher this, Villa Holy Angel shit. Flores in Mexico after a tornado picked up a cluster of toads and dropped them all over town in June of 1997. Where, like, nice. the thing that actually happened in the movie is the raining frog. Yep. That's wild. This is a real thing that happened. That is insane. That makes this movie even better. <laughs> yeah. There you I go. mean, it also happened to Pharaoh, apparently. Yeah. Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson says that he didn't read the Bible and didn't know that this was in, that it was in there. And he was using, he'd said that he was unaware of the story of the frogs falling from the sky in the Bible. Um, and that he had taken from Charles Fort's writing... Uh, when he wrote the screenplay, um, the Bible story of the plague of frogs was brought to his attention by Henry Gibson prior to filming. I don't know who that is. I just looked that up. Yeah. And after he became aware of the story, Anderson worked in the Exodus eight chapter eight, verse two references throughout the movie. <laughs> well, wow. they, there you go. He's a master. It's kind of crazy. There's so many little things in yeah. this movie. Like, did you know that the number that, that Philip Seymour Hoffman dials at the very beginning of the movie where he's, like, trying to get in touch with Frank and they're like, this is the wrong number? Uh, the number that he dials is later revealed to be the number of the pharmacy that Julianne Moore goes to. If you read a prescription bag that she has, it's the same exact number that he's like, oh, I'm sorry, do I have this number? And they're like, yep, that's the number, but not the right place. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's I like, even know that. Fuck? Yeah, it's weird little shit like that. I also read that apparently if you, at the time of the movie release, if you did call the 877-TAME-HER, it would play a Tom Cruise seduce and destroy, like, audio message. That's awesome. <laughs> he really does have, like... I mean, and this, to me, I, I would say, and you guys might agree, is not his best movie, which is crazy to say. It's second best for me. Or maybe third. Really? Maybe third, because yeah, I love... So I'm like, I mean, it, it's up there. It's like, it, for me, it's In always my... Punch Drunk Love. Because I love really? Punch Drug Love is always my favorite. Then There Will Be Blood. Then Magnolia. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. Like Licorice Pizza is also up there. I I like his other Phantom movies Threat. more than 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 Magnolia personally. Yeah. Like I I, I think that that this movie's great, 
Boogie um, Nights. It's yeah, Boogie Nights. That's what I'm saying. Is like, like I don't know just, if I think those movies are worse than. I don't even like using the word worse. Worse is hard because yeah, these are all great hard. movies. Yeah, it's, all, it's more. You just have to like take it as because yeah, exactly. Because in my mind, enjoy. his his quote unquote worst movie is Licorice Pizza, and it's not even that. That's a bad. It's a love them. It's a it's a nine out of ten for me. Like I love that movie. I think I might say Hard Eight. It's his worst. Really? Yeah, sure, but I get that. It's still It's so his most good. amateur movie. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with amateur. Licorice no. Pizza might be like two for me. <laughs> Holy God. I think God. There Will Be Blood is number one easily. Hmm. I freaking love that movie. That but movie is really good. Yeah, Especially it, like it, watching so it recently. I, I think. Rank. Where's the master sitting on this list, guys? I know the master. That's what I mean. To, it's I need hard. To rewatch the master. I, I, that needs to happen because it's been a while since I've seen it. It's difficult. This man has nothing but hits under his belt. Yep, nothing. I need to make. Oh, I did make a list. I guess I put Inherent Vice up, 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 up it, at the top. I mean, it's up there. I That's that wild. Movie. I love that movie so much. Licorice Pizza was two. There will be blood. Three. The Master. Four. Punch Drunk Love. Five. Phantom Thread. Six. Boogie Nights. Seven. Probably Magnolia would be eight. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, it's a, it's really good, but it's it's just it it's probably the the, the movie that I enjoyed the least but out of everything. I can now truly honestly say Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director of all time. Oh damn! Yeah. Look at him go. Damn. I like. I think. I it's think a, of people like Tarantino, even like Kelly Reichard. You can throw her in there. Sure. Scorsese. Yeah. Edgar Wright. These are all people I love. Paul Thomas Anderson, though, is he's only making some of the best movies you've ever seen in your life it's very true he's very consistent i don't know yeah. how he's doing it and he seems to be able to pull off many i mean obviously many different genres so i'm excited yeah. to see what he's doing next and hopefully he just With pushes Leo. the boundaries again and regina hall right mm-hmm. yeah I'm convinced it's going to be great. Yeah. And Sean Penn. I, I, I there's I no doubt in my it mind. Could be bad. That's why, <laughs> right. It's like I'm, I'm like very I'm, expectant. Yeah, like there's nothing I could do that would be able to like subside my excitement. The same with the Barbie movie. You know, how excited I was. I think it'll be a very similar excitement. Right. Um, like we're like Licorice Pizza. I was like, oh, this is Paul Thomas Anderson. It's the guy who did The Master. It's the guy who did Boogie Nights and Inherent Vice. I knew I was going to enjoy it but now i'm like i mean this is my guy i love him the thing is that he just he doesn't miss like his movies are all so good yeah they're all fives i mean to me they're all same yeah there isn't one that isn't yeah like just to go right on ahead this is a five like for me i've i'm there was no doubt in my mind by like that by like that one hour mark i was like this is a perfect movie it doesn't matter what he does for the rest of this movie this will be perfect and he, he just capitalizes on it it just keeps getting better there's so many little things that are happening throughout this movie that like you just you don't like you aren't like paying attention to that are so that are so major like the like you not seeing the the Exodus chapter. No, no, no. Whenever it's raining, all the characters become incredibly erratic during the movie, and when it's not raining, everybody's very like normal. It's a, one little thing that I was like, that's weird. I don't know why this, but every time it storms, like the music ramps up, every character like has like such a profound like ah fuck moment. Damn. Okay. Cool. Oh. What do you? So you're giving it a five. Yeah. Five, yeah. Five, five. Let's go. PTA. Yeah, five, five's all around. It's incredible. Please, PTA, don't let us down. I, you have nine movies that are all great. Can you go? Can you be ten and zero? Can you? Do and I, it? I really hope he's a guy that just keeps making movies. 
I know, man. I hope he doesn't quit. Like uh, Tarantino, who says he's just going to do 10 and he's out. Do you think he's going to hold true to that? I think that I he's so not. far up his own ass, he would yeah. absolutely do yeah. that. <laughs> he seems convinced he is. Um, I'm okay But maybe with when him. he's like I mean, not like, as good I, at doing the other things that he plans on doing. Yeah. I get that. He'll come back. I hope. Because uh, he's also a guy that he's he's only made really good movies. That's true. Yeah. That's other true. than Hateful Eight. Yeah. like, And even that's like better than most. I, I, I would argue that. Same thing for Jackie Brown. I'm not, Jackie I'm, Brown is good. I'm Jackie Brown is so good. I'm not yeah. even a big fan of that one. But it's like yeah. it still is a lot better than a lot of the other movies that we yeah. see in the theaters. And same thing, of course, goes for PTA. So yeah. two, two great directors. Um, and now we're moving on to a director that, well, I haven't seen anything other yeah, than Yeah, we have movie. a lot to talk about here. Let's get into Tampopo. Directed by, hopefully this is right, Juzo Itami. And it came out in 1985. And the tagline is, the first Japanese noodle western. First and probably only. Right. I would assume. And then the summary follows. A pair of truck drivers happen on a decrepit roadside fast food stop selling ramen noodles. The widowed owner, Tempopo, begs them for help, or excuse me, begs them to help her turn her establishment into a paragon of the art of noodle soup making. Mm. Coming in at 4.3. Let me first explain, before we get into this, what happened to us when we turned this movie on. So, I grab this movie, throw it on Redacted, we start the movie, and first, there's no subtitles. It's completely okay. Japanese, and there's no subtitles. Cool. I'm like, oh, alright. So I turn the subtitles on, and the first subtitle pops up, and then the rest of them never come on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, kind of need it. And so we set up, there's like a, a, a thing on Redacted where if there's no subtitles like built into the, into the movie or show... You can search for subtitle, like, like uh, files. And one came up that had, like, 42,000, like, thumbs up. So I was like, let's go. Yep. Throw that on. And that subtitle immediately just started shooting off 9-11 facts. Yeah. Like, like, there was no, there was no subtlety. There was no, it, like, people wouldn't even be talking. And it would just be, like, United 93. <laughs> it was just, like, why, like, why? In this, like, random 1985 Japanese noodle western. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so random. Like, someone was playing, it, dude, I mean, obviously, a huge chaotic trick on on, on anybody <laughs> yeah. who, who would download that united 90 excuse me united uh 93 had crashed into tower a yeah, like, some, like it, it was, was shit like some that weird shit like that so i crazy i gave up and was like all right you know what we're just i'm just gonna rent it i yeah. don't even care and we we rent it it starts up and immediately it because it's funny because joey and i are both like i really don't know about this movie matt yeah. like i don't know what to think yep and then the Criterion logo showed up. We were both like, "Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> no matter yeah. what, this movie has Honestly, an excuse. Yeah. That's fine. all it took. <laughs> the Criterion logo wasn't on Redacted. No, it was not. So I had no idea what to expect. And movie starts. We watched that intro probably six times trying to get that movie to work. And once we were there, like, it just went and it just yeah. kept. It just was relentless. And I, I, I know that we were like. Are there any correlations between these two movies when they came out? I would say these are an excellent pairing. Like, the way yeah. that, like, not to jump too far ahead, but just the way that, like, it's both movies are about lives being intertwined hmm. is is so prevalent and so is done very well because I think PTA does it in a way where it's like all these lives are intertwined and they all 
mean something together, and the catalyst is just humanity. Mm. Whereas Tampopo is like, lives are intertwined, and most of these people are never going to be seen again, but food is is the catalyst for it. Yeah. We are all... We are all connected by food. So fucking hungry during this movie. I, all day I've just been thinking, like I said earlier, all, all day I just thought about noodles. I don't know why I didn't make noodles for lunch. I just, maybe like what Joey was saying, where it's like, I know they wouldn't be as good. I know I would not make Tampopo noodles. Yeah. Because they look amazing. They were. Dude. And I mean, did I did I tell you wrong? Like it just kept on getting better and better as the, as the movie went on. Yes. I mean, it's like, you think... It, you know, when the movie opens up and it's like talking about, you know, the older gentleman as he's like organizing all of his noodles, you're like, man, can it get any better than that? But then by the end, you're like, when they're making it so quick, you're just seeing it so yeah. often. You're like, yeah. where the hell is my bowl? Where like, is why do my... I have one? I've been in the shop for two hours it's already. so true. Like, yeah. you want, I, every single time, like, they would pull a bowl up, I'd be like, yo, I need to buy a bowl just like that and just yeah. make ramen. Like, and, it's cold outside. Now's the, the time. Way that, the, the restaurant looks I just yeah. love I yeah. love that that little one shop vibe where like mm-hmm. just one little cutout where it's just like one little kitchen unit some chairs around it yeah and that's yeah. it it's really really clean looking so it's cool <clears throat> it's almost like a diner yeah, yeah right kind of yeah. yeah you got like one woman working back there and just a bunch of people sitting at the table yep and it's <laughs> just shouting off orders, which yeah. is ki- kind of chaotic. Whenever, whenever she's she's training and she's learning how to make the ramen and she's learning how to take orders, the first place that they go to, where 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 like it's just one guy working in the back, and there was probably like ten orders shouted out, and then they were like trying to figure out who said who and when. Yeah. I had no idea how she even kept track of any of that. Yeah, it was yeah. like. I lost you. You haven't studied the art of the noodle shop, Matt. Yeah. Zero knowledge. Zero knowledge of noodles. I wish. I wish. Come but on, bro- brother. I, I will say that I am smart enough to know that her water was cloudy as hell, though. Whenever whenever she's first yeah. introduced, that water looked messed up. Because they bring I, it up to her. They're like, he's, like, he's like, I don't know if we should eat that. Look at that. That yeah. water's not even boiling, dude. Like, Look at that. And it's like, oh, man, the water isn't even yeah. boiling. Why the fuck would you not boil your it water? Like, rough. what the yeah, fuck? Why is it not boiling? It looks rough. But then, you know, by the end, she's killing it. And uh, I will say that the only time in in the uh, Tampopo storyline, I guess, because there's multiple storylines going on, but <laughs> um, Tampopo, whenever, whenever she throws the entire like cooked pot of noodles on the ground yeah. whenever, whenever she got pissed off and she like woke up from that dream never understood that like, that dream like, every time she does it i'm like why the hell did you do that that There's dream rocked so hard though because yeah, like I you're do. just like what's happening in this movie what's yeah. happening in this movie and then it's just like oh the last literal 20 minutes of the movie didn't even happen yeah <laughs> not all a dream <laughs> i was like let's go i love it yeah the movie is very chaotic but it seems like you guys enjoyed its weird story i mean it, yeah. it, it's not the strangest story it's just how it's told is very i think it's different than wherever. magnolia in the sense that like the story of tampopo is what the main what is the uh, what the movie is mainly about right? yeah <clears throat> and there's other side plots where like magnolia you know it's eight different side plots that kind of right. come together for this main plot where tampopo kind of covers it and you get you know some weird scenes like that egg yolk scene, which Bad. I was not ready for at all. I'd only heard described to me. 
the just watching your reaction to that scene was so yeah, funny it though. It was worth it. It was so good. Just because like your, your hands like just went up like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, it was just it was not fun to watch. I transmitting an egg yolk from one mouth to another. I disagree. <laughs> one, I do love egg yolk. I <laughs> fucking love egg yolk. I would never do that. <laughs> I was just right. like, yeah, all right. These are two people that the food sex couple that is just yeah. constant, a constant. They're the first people you're introduced to in the movie is this food sex couple, and who have like this tragic like fin- finale to them. But in the grand scheme of things, they have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, they're just a couple that like... takes food very, very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah, I'm still. I think the most confused about that couple. Really? About, like, their storyline. Because they're also there at the beginning. Right. And I think there's something maybe there that is maybe going over my head. But... I feel the same. Oh, I mean, Because he sure. addresses you like, oh, yeah. you're here watching a movie too. You know, when they say you die, life plays out like one last, you know, one final short film. And I, I kept thinking of that watching the movie. Just like, this is how I imagine when you die, this is how your brain remembers yeah. these little things. Where I was saying last night where it's like, Remember the scene in Ratatouille when the food critic goes in and eats the ratatouille and he like gets transported back to him being a child? It's kind of like that in Tampopo where it's like you're dead and your mind is trying to find these glimpses of happiness or these glimpses of moments that meant something to you and what's the central focus? Oh, it's food. I remember I was eating this bowl. I was eating this dish when this happened to me. I was eating this when I got this news. I mm. was with so-and-so when we were swapping egg yolks when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Food being the catalyst for everything. Food, Food binds us all as, as as a society and a species. Yeah, and 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 I love that that point. Um, just because, you know, you can already see the 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 con, uh, connections between all the scenes. As soon as yeah. you, as soon as you start seeing it from that perspective of you know, it's coming at it from specifically a food standpoint, which I don't think the movie is trying to hide this at all, but. Um, it can be very confusing. Like I, I remember the first time watching it, I was like, "This movie's insane." It was yeah. one of the first like foreign films I had ever like committed to it's actually a wild watching. First foreign film to watch. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Like without without understanding anything, so it like none of the cultural the beats for the for the comedy and stuff like that. So it kind of comes at you all at once. But once you get the vibe and what it's putting down, and it is kind of surreal, you know, Joey, as you pointed out, with especially with that with that couple character. Yeah. Um, but I think thematically it all ties in. It it's all there. That's why I love this movie. It's like it presents similar thematic stories. Yeah. And and just like little one off characters throughout throughout the whole movie. It's just I don't know. It's just And so you kinda enjoyable. love all of them in some yeah. way or another. The uh, spaghetti slurping scene, <laughs> the the scene where um the guy is uh, what is he doing? He's he, he's he's ordering all all that fancy food it's like it's like the very first scene where like, yeah. like the movie kind of breaks away from tampopo and it follows that that group of suits like walking yeah. into the and the, yeah and like the one he's like kicking him like being like just order what everybody else ordered and yeah he's, and he's just going through that whole and it like and cuts everyone, back to them and everyone's just red yeah and that's it yeah it's just like oh that's you never see these characters again like what was that supposed to say like other than the food like i don't know it's like there's some there there's little messages i think throughout the entire movie even about like character the old is, man which is kind of crazy the old man choking in the restaurant and they just grab a shop vac 
and shove yeah. it in his mouth. And I was like, I don't think that's how you do it, but some of right. them some of them are I think strictly for comedic purpose. Like yeah. like like that one I yeah. think is just to show like you can't teach a, a, a an old dog new tricks. Like you yeah, know, it's like it's like the old are gonna do what the old wanna do. Like, yeah, it, it, it's not that we shouldn't just let them fend yeah. for themselves. It's not like <laughs> that, but it's just it's just a funny character. I don't know. I think that that the movie. Even the does slurping was so kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Because, for like, sure. at first you're like, this is kind of off-putting. But then you, like, kind of, like, you're hearing the slurping noise so much that you suddenly realize, like, I don't think this is actually the sound of slurping. This is, yeah. like, something completely different. There's even a point where they're slurping and it's, like, just making a whistling noise. Yeah. And you're like, this is so funny. Yeah. This is so funny. Genuinely, the only thing that prevents me from giving this movie a five-star is there's a scene that where they turtle. fucking kill a turtle. Yeah, that and was, I, that was and you rough. watch them kill this turtle. And I understand it's, like, cultural differences. Like, this is, like, in, in Japanese culture, like, that is not... A th- it's like, yeah, of course, why not? Seeing that, like, like seeing an animal harmed in a movie, you're like, what in the fuck yeah, am I seeing like, right God. now? And, like, they're like, oh, it's a totally humane way to do it. Like, it's a one... It's a yeah, one-stop turtle's kill. probably dead instantly. Yeah, and it's, like, probably dead instantly. But I had to watch you kill a turtle and then, like, rip it open. Yeah. All, like, in one motion. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that that scene was so off-putting. It, it, it took me out of the movie for a <laughs> solid ten minutes. Yeah, it's like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> yeah. lots of Because of how real it looked, because it was real. Because it was real! Yeah. yeah. Here's where PTA, the master, got it right. He was like, I'm going to kill 7,900 frogs, all of which will be fake, and, and you will not, and rubber. You'll never have to see it. There's no yeah. real frogs being hurt in this movie. Thank you, PTA. I think that Tim Popo gets around that because it's the whole food clause. Yes. Thing, you know, where it's yeah. like, if this was just a movie out in the wilderness and they're trying to survive and they're like, let's kill this turtle. Like, okay, that that's like, a, why'd you do that? Like, yeah. Why'd you kill but it's turtle? But it's like, but now it's like. But like, I, think of like when they show the pig head. Like when you show the pig head, it's like, well, the pig's yeah. already dead. Like, it's, oh, like, sure, it's fine. Sure. I think I could have maybe, maybe even handled like a slaughtering of a pig. Yeah. More. I, I've never seen a turtle ripped open. Yeah. That was <laughs> that the first was time. So hopefully the last. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. love it. No, uh, I will no. say that I will never want to see a turtle. No. I will never order and, anything. And all the all the juices just like Ugh, just yeah. squeezed out of it. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was devastating. I I didn't I didn't love it, but like that would be genuinely the only thing I did not like about this movie. Other than that, but know, I mean, but just, like you said, it gets around it with like a food culture. Yeah. thing of like this is a thing it that happens when you go in the movie right i think i think that's but. why that's why people don't tend to necessarily touch on that like yeah. that's why it, at least from from what i can tell just like like people who who like this movie they're just like or at least people who understand it you yeah know, like like the culture i'm not saying that that you don't understand it but right no i get what you mean yeah it's it's just one of those things that I don't like watching it either, guys. Like hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm pro turtle because it's food. It's yeah, right. No, like, no, no. I don't like watching it either. Dear God, I don't think it should be in the movie. But you know, hey, we're here. Like, right. No, I. I. It didn't like. I didn't like. Like immediately. Didn't like. All right. Fuck this movie. Now. Yeah. Right, like, it right, was. Right, it right. was just kind of like. Wow. Holy shit! I just saw that happen. I and hope I never yeah. see that again. Yeah. And one star. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna vegan lady it. Like it's. It is definitely not. This is not a one star movie by any means. Because like every other second of this movie is so good. You've got Japanese John Wayne showing up and fixing your noodle shop, and he's just a truck driver. And at the end of the whole thing, when she finally gets the noodle shop up and running, he just fucking leaves, <laughs> like off to help the next town. Yeah. It's like that is what makes this the most western ass movie. Through. Yeah, right. He's just passing through. I love yeah. it. 
Damn, so and it's good. and it's so good. Like it has these like you have like friendships being built. You have like a community coming together to help this woman out. You have like this constant perseverance from Tampopo just being like, I just want to make good noodles, and I want to be, I want my son to be happy. Mm-hmm. And even the son has this redemption of like, I'm bullied all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I everybody hates me, but now I am not going to be the bully. I'm going to stand up for myself. Even the town drunk is like, I'm going to get my shit together. And I, everybody gets their lives together yeah. to help Tampopo. I, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Nothing. It's super wholesome. It's a great like feel-good movie. But it has more to offer than that, too. Which is... I, I, th- I think both movies, I would even consider them both feel-good movies. But they have a lot more to offer than just your typical feel-good movie. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot more to feast on there. And there's a lot more emotions than just... Let's just feel good. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's not There's a... There's some depth to it. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. It's not just a... Um, what is that Ben Stiller movie called? Walter Secret Mitty. Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah, it's Walter just... It, it's not like that. Like, like that movie's just... Like it's not trying to be... like a, It's not trying to be anything that it's not. Right, exactly. It's just trying to tell a story in a very organic way. In a very... A very it's surreal, sure, but like kind of like Magnolia, all these moments that are happening are not like, it's not like, oh, that would never happen. Like, this would definitely happen in some weird universe. I think it's also kind of following weird Western laws, too. I yeah. I mean, like, it kind of outs itself, right? But like Because I never really thought of it that way until, one, this conversation, but two, that, that tagline on, on Letterboxd, like, it's trying to be a Western, it's trying to be this guy rides into a town, a strange, uh, a mysterious figure rides into town, someone... <laughs> Yep, someone needs someone needs his help. Yeah. He helps him. He almost falls in love with him and then he leaves. And like, then he leaves. It and the story falls beat for beat into that into that um rhythm. And I mean, but it has more to offer, obviously. Yeah. That's what makes Tempopo Tempopo. It's like it's good. And I agree that it, it shines a lot of like wholesome light cuz there were a couple scenes that me and Joey were like this could go in a very bad direction. Yeah, There's like a scene where like like a homeless guy just takes Tempopo's kid and, like, takes him into, like, a closed building. And you're like, oh, dude, what is yeah. he going to do here? And then he just makes him an omelet. And that omelet looks so fucking good. Like, the yeah. best omelet you could have ever seen. Right? <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, that scene was very off-putting at first. Yeah, like, you, you, the man looked so gross and disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't want him making my food, but then he somehow... I, I think that's kind of why the movie chose to do that. Like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm gonna make this like almost beautiful looking food too. Yeah, I loved but how they. Another... I love how they kind of subvert your expectations with the with the homeless troop. Yeah, you have because... this band of homeless people that are all like masters of their of their food profession. Yeah, yeah, all of them, which which is so funny. And they're and like I love the the song that they sing to the guy leaving. That song is beautiful. Yeah, one, it was so beautiful, and two, it's just. I don't know. Once again, Tim Popo has so much more to offer than just, oh, this is a funny movie or oh, this is this is a good funny take on a western story. There, there's a lot more tender moments here um, that are not only well delivered, but I mean, who asked for this song? And and, and yeah. it's done so well. Like, yeah. What? Like, why did we go this route? But it just but, like in Magnolia, why did they all sing that song? Triumph of the Human Spirit. <laughs> right, there you go. See, We're just, back at it. <laughs> it's just another way to connect them. So, My uh, my final correlation with them, both movies feature dead reptiles. 
Yeah. Yeah. I the same thing. As soon as I saw the frogs, I was like, oh, we got two reptiles in there. Nice. That's so funny. As soon as I saw the frog. Poor That's guy. So Poor guy indeed, man. I, I think that a really good correlation between the two... Which, by the way, Tim Popo, I would definitely give a 4.5 for sure. Same. That's why I gave it a 4.5. Yeah, yeah. 4. 4.5 as well. I yeah. would have been a 5 if a yeah. turtle lived. <laughs> or if right. they just show, if they literally showed me like an already dead turtle. Yeah. I would have been like, all right, sure. Prepared. Like, prepared turtle, fine. That turtle like walked onto the table and we all were kind of like, that, that turtle's alive. Yeah. <laughs> like it's moving. It's moving. I sure hope it, I sure hope it, it doesn't do It need to move. It did it, right? <laughs> you could have made a fake, I don't know. You could have just had a dead turtle. You could have had a dead turtle. Already, already dead. dead. Already, already dead turtle. Already dead on the screen. Everybody would have you been okay. Yeah. Or if it didn't move and it was alive, we could have just... We could have just assumed it was fake. Yeah. yeah. And the craziest thing is that it like kind of snaps at someone, and then whoever's whoever's doing the deed just like goes into turbo mode, and then just like yeah. just like does it. So it wakes me up like how, how many like, takes? Oh, okay. How many takes was that? How many turtles yeah, did they have to yeah, kill yeah, to get right. the shot? <laughs> Right. I'm hoping one. I would love for it to just be one. They I, were making turtle soup that night, so they're like, "Let's just record what." Yeah, and I'm hoping what, they actually ate the turtle. I'm gonna be real. Probably. I don't ever want. I don't ever want to eat turtle ever again after seeing that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Man, that really ruined it for, for yeah, me." That. Turtle's delicious, and that really fucked it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, correlation between both these movies, I think that yeah, just 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 right off the bat, that it, both movies are trying to. It grasp such a big statement about life yeah that it's so different it's so big it's so hard to understand but yet there's so many layers to enjoy about it and that's a very universal experience i think that it, i mean and i'm kind of saying it's super broad but i think that both movies are trying to come to their audience in a very universal way yeah and uh tampopo and Magnolia are very different to one another, but they're very similar to one another at the same time. Yeah. And I think that Tampopo is a very, how do you say, like understated movie on its surface. There's not a whole lot yeah. that you can gather from it just looking at it. It's like, well, what am I supposed to walk away from, from, from this Western-themed noodle movie? Yeah. With? What is it really going to leave me with? But then you end up watching it and you're like, wow, that was actually kind of strange. Not only was it super entertaining, but it had some things I'm just kind of confused about and just le- leaves me thinking. And yet it's just kind of like a triumph of the of, of, of the human spirit story. Magnolia, you know, d- comes at it from a different perspective. But I think that, that they're both very similar in that end goal. That was my correlation with the two. That's a good correlation, I would say. Yeah, I think... Uh... Definitely, like, I, I love how both these movies can tell a story by intertwining other stories in it. Um, I think that's a big one, but I also mm. think, like, the Tom Cruise character, I thought that his, like, turnaround almost was very similar. Like, we had a very similar character in Tim Popa with the drunk. Yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, who you just kind of hate this guy at the beginning. Um, and then you turn, turns out he is like a, a real guy that just has issues and You're right. he needs to get through them. Um, and yeah, he's got his problems and some whack ideas, but <laughs> yeah, 
He's just a human being. He's just a human being that had probably a very shitty childhood. Right? Probably both of them. And, uh, I don't know. I, I love movies like that. That yeah. can just, like, show, like, raw human emotions in a, in a real and powerful way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, hell yeah. What a great episode, yeah. guys. We're, um, what, is it my turn next week? Yes. It is, yeah. <sighs> All right. I, I debated it. I thought I was going to say no to it, but I think it's going to happen. For our shot next week, we are going to, I'm going to make you guys endure. Really, I'm going to make Joey endure. Harmony Kareen's <laughs> <Yeah>. Trash Humpers. <laughs> Dude, I'm so ready. The amount of times you're going to hear that exact laugh. <laughs> Dude, he does, he does it so much better than me. And then to chase Oof. it down. We're jumping back into Jared Hess, and we're gonna do Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely think these are the exact same movies. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Matt, where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. That's right. You can also find us on Instagram at the Shot and the Chaser Pod or the Shot and the Chaser Podcast. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod Twenty Two. Uh, let's see what Matt is on lately. I love you, Nolan, but why? When Christopher Nolan announced that he would be re-releasing Tenet next month in IMAX theaters. Why? I'm still yeah, sitting here, really? why? Which is, like, Out of fine. all the movies you have, that's Come the one you're choosing? Come on, man. man. if he had done, like... Not to sound like that guy, but, like, had he re-released, like, Dark Knight in IMAX, like, I would or probably... Interstellar? Interstellar in IMAX, I absolutely would have been there. Like, I, I would have like been really, there. Anything other than Tenet and Inception, I yeah. probably would have gone. Inception. <laughs> dude, dude, I might have gone to Inception still. Come on. It, it's, it's just a, been it's a, a Killian, while. it's a Killian Murphy movie. Yeah, it's a Killian Murphy. Tenet, there's no way in hell he won't get me. <laughs> there's no... <laughs> he might get me if he put Inception in there, but... Oh, tenant no way. Double feature maybe. And then what appears to be a pic, a, a gif of Godzilla on a jet ski, saying when you find out that your local Regal is playing the black and white version of Godzilla minus one. Hell yeah! Dude. I'm so excited. I cannot yeah. wait for this weekend to go and see that. Nick broke the news to me. I mean, well, we kind of got it on air here, but us making the plans. But yeah, he told me this morning. I was so thankful. We we thought that uh, Charlottesville was going to be the closest place. So yeah, honestly, don't have to make that two hour drive. Zone of interest after. Yes. I know that. See that like, I'm gonna. I'm so excited. Gonna get to see Zone of Interest. Gonna get to see Godzilla minus one minus color. It's gonna be a pretty good weekend here. So can't wait to tell you guys all about it next week. But until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much for listening, and have a good night. Boom, baby. PTA